Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And it is Thursday, the 13th day of April. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a mom stands accused of murdering her 11-year-old son in Horsham, then fleeing to the New Jersey shore. The Montgomery County District Attorney's Office says 50-year-old Ruth DiRienzo Whitehead is charged with first-degree murder in the death of Matthew Whitehead. According to the affidavit, DiRienzo Whitehead told detectives her son had been crying on and off all day over the family's financial difficulties. She allegedly told detectives she did not want her son to grow up with these struggles, so she strangled him with her husband's belt as he slept. That seems absurd. Yeah, yes, it's, of it's, course. She's either mentally ill, yeah. well, she's definitely mentally yeah, ill. Exactly. She's got her own kid who's 11 years old, but mm-hmm. that as an excuse is, yeah, there's something really Mommy, I'm concerned up. about our finances. Doesn't really wash, you know. No, she's she's yeah. obviously uh, crazy. This one's like hitting me hard because I think he's the, he's the same age as Jace. Um, he, he, the kid went to Germantown Academy, so there's a lot of people in my community um, that went to school, either went to school with the kid or, or you know knew the family, and it's just it's awful. And like I was reading parts of this and, uh, this morning, I started to tear up. Yeah. This next line from District Attorney Kevin Steele, he said, "Strangulation takes time, so this yeah. is a br- brutal murder of a little boy." Yeah, Dear I mean, God. you know, it's bad enough the act alone, whether it's quick or not, but that just adds an extra. Hmm. That's that's just, you know, extremely hard to accept. Police were called to the family's home in the 500 block of Privet Road just after 7 a.m. Tuesday after the boy's father found him dead. According to the DA's office, an autopsy confirmed Matthew had been strangled. Investigators say DeRienzo Whitehead killed her son after he went to sleep around 9.30 Monday, then drove the family's SUV to Cape May, New Jersey. Uh, She drove the vehicle into the ocean off Beach Avenue, and once the vehicle could no longer be driven, she walked to Wildwood Crest. That's where she was taken into custody. The criminal complaint from Wildwood Crest shows that officers were on the lookout for her on Tuesday morning after her SUV was discovered. Officers were watching the family's beach home on Seaview Avenue when they saw a woman matching her description. As they approached and called her name, DiRienzo Whitehead allegedly said to officers, I know what I did. She was held at Wildwood Crest Police, then questioned by Montgomery County detectives and Horsham Police. A search of the SUV turned up a man's uh, black belt on the driver's side floor of the vehicle, the DA office said. DiRienzo Whitehead is currently being held in Cape May County and is awaiting extradition to Montgomery County. Matthew Whitehead was a sixth grader at Germantown Academy, the school said Wednesday, and had attended the school since kindergarten. In a statement, the school said Matthew was an extraordinary child with a smile as bright as the sun. The statement went on to read, we loved him and we will forever mourn his loss, a devastating tragedy for our community, his family, his friends, and our world. We will do everything in our power to carry his memory forward, to honor him as he so truly deserves, and to live our lives well as a tribute to him. Matthew is the embodiment of love, promise, and and goodness, and we will never, ever forget him. In addition to this unfathomable loss, the circumstances are complicating our community's grief. We are all struggling, and we ask you respect our children and families' privacy as we help them navigate through this tragedy. Horrible. Horrible. Kathy, did they indicate if he had any siblings, if there were any other kids in the family? I haven't seen anything about Um, that. No, I know that, like, the news sources were um, kind of going through social media. There was a picture um, that surfaced that was uh, of Matthew and then a little boy next to him. Um, but what they found out later was that uh, that was Matthew.
nephew uh, in a kindergarten picture and then oh. this year in his sixth grade okay. picture. So I don't think that there are any other siblings. I think this was their only child. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, awful. Yeah. Two women were arrested for allegedly stealing over $450,000 from a Westchester doctor. They worked for attempting sell over a million dollars of his property and change his will. The Chester County District Attorney's Office... And that's, that's all illegal, just for... <laughs> yes, is it? Just right, to right, be yeah, clear, yeah. you can't do that, ladies. Right. No aspect of that is viable. The Chester County District Attorney's Office announced the arrest of 22-year-old Michaela Ziegler and of Westchester and 25-year-old Danielle King of Chad's Ford on Wednesday. The pair were charged with theft by unlawful taking, conspiracy, dealing in unlawful proceed, uh, proceeds, forgery, identity theft, and related charges. Do you think in... in- Legal terms would saying it's a joke. Would that get you off? Or I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to being contrite? So listen to what they did. I mean, this was so officials say the incident began in September of 2021 when the women's boss, Dr. Romero uh, Nadu, reported to Chester County Police money had been stolen from multiple bank accounts and credit mm-hmm. cards in his name. King and Ziegler were immediately identified as the suspects by police. From October of 2020 to August of 2021, the duration of their employment, both women had access to his financial accounts, they say. Both suspects abruptly left their jobs in August of 2021. 2021, according to the DA's office. Overall, detectives said that they discovered $451,431.11 were stolen from four bank accounts and six credit card accounts belonging to the doctor. The suspects allegedly spent the money on boyfriends, family, tanning salons, health care, vet bills, hair care, tattoos, vacations in New Jersey, and more. Detectives said both women used PayPal accounts to launder the money. In June of 2021, investigators said the women made plans to sell the doctor's real estate property. King and Ziegler allegedly contacted a real estate agent to sell two lots located on Dr. Nadu's property in East Bradford Township, Chester County. Fortunately, the realtor removed the listings after receiving a call from the victim's family. So it was up for sale. Wow. <laughs> and Steve, you're, you're thinking that uh, it was just a joke defense? Just a joke? Yeah. yeah. Come on! God, everybody's so sensitive. God almighty! <laughs> Trying to lighten things up know, at the workplace. Come on. God! <laughs> Police say had the sale gone through, the doctor would have lost over a million dollars. Ha, ha, ha. Do you remember how to laugh? <laughs> Wait, now, was this a joke, too? Uh, the DA's office said that uh, Ziegler attempted to change Dr. Nadu's will. That's the setup that, for the yeah. big joke. Yeah. Officials say that she sent a fake email to his attorney <sighs> requesting that, joke. that Ziegler receive 85% control of the remaining portion of his estate. Oh, my God. They were... <laughs> Wow. 80, 85. <laughs> That's the way to cover oh, your tracks. God, a yeah. preliminary hearing for King and Ziegler has been set for June 2nd. Both women <laughs> had bail set at $100,000 cash Steve, unsecured. It wasn't everything. That wouldn't no, have been fun. That would, no. that 85%. Cross the line. Yeah. You cross the line at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of the guys, our, our, our buddies who did the, uh, you know, with the, the Sugar House Casino and uh, 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 Kate yeah. McClure and the, her and her, her, her boyfriend at the time, they were. That was nothing compared to this, right? Mm-hmm. They were so we thought they were so overt on social media with what they were doing. This these two were going nuts. <laughs> Officials ask if you have any information on the case to call Chester County detectives. Thousands of people are complaining that vehicle headlights are getting brighter and causing more glare, and at least one group says it's dangerous. We talked about this. Yeah. About half of all fatal crashes happen in the dark, and headlights make a difference in crash rates. They're novelty headlights. It's a joke. <laughs> the Soft Lights Foundation is calling for 
deliberate ban on what it calls blinding headlights, circulating a petition that has more, more than 41,000 signatures. The Soft Lights Foundation says one factor is the size of the vehicles. More people are buying taller vehicles. In 2010, 56% of vehicles sold were SUVs or trucks, and by 2021, they accounted for 81%. The headlights of those vehicles are going straight into the eyes of the drivers of smaller vehicles. Another factor is LEDs. The intensity and color temperature distract drivers, causing accidents and illness like migraines and more. The Insurance Institute for Highway Safety tests and rates headlights for visibility and glare. They say in a recent research shows nighttime crash rates per mile uh, are nearly 20% lower for vehicles with headlights rated good in its evaluation compared to those rated poor. Yeah, when we talked about this last, we found out there are no regulations for uh, headlight height. No. There's no rule for that that's set up. So did- There's no testing of it. I re- I had remembered, and I thought maybe you said you'd remembered as well. During an automobile inspection years ago, they would check to see where your headlights were. Yeah, I don't remember that. And maybe that's maybe that's totally a, a, a wrong memory. But I thought that was part of the deal. Maybe. Well, and they say in here too, like um, headlights can actually be misaimed. Like I guess. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In fact, they usually are. That's what that that study that we. When you were a teenager and you replace your own headlights, I can guarantee you they're misaligned. <laughs> I did it. For the 2023 model year, they found 5% of the headlights tested had excessive glare compared to 20% in 2017 model year. Adaptive driving beams beams continuously adjust the beams and are now legal to use, but experts say it could be years before the technology becomes common. But they have 41,000 signatures on this petition. Mm. So, In sports this morning... The Phillies lost to the Miami Marlins 3-2 in 10 innings yesterday afternoon at the ballpark. What the f*** is this? Jorge Soler hit a solo game-tying home run in the 8th, and Brian De La Cruz won the game with an RBI single in the 10th. A.J. Puck pitched two scoreless innings for the Marlins, who took two of three from the Phils in the series. They're on the road tonight to open up a four-game series in Cincinnati against the Reds. Bailey Falter gets the start at 640. The Flyers play their final game of the season tonight in Chicago against the Blackhawks. Come on. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> a lot is riding on this. The puck drops at 830. The Sixers will host the Brooklyn Nets in game one of the first round of the playoffs on Saturday at 1 o'clock in the NBA's play-in round. The Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Pelicans 123-118. to and in the Eastern Conference, the Chicago Bulls came back to beat the Raptors in Toronto, winning 109 to 105. One thing that might have helped the Bulls is the shrieking of DeMar DeRozan's daughter, who screamed every time someone on the Raptors took a foul shot. We have a clip of nine-year-old DR DeRozan at the game last All night. All right, here we go. Tell me, life is really good for him right now. He's in a good headspace. Come- yeah, that's not a whistle. That's a girl screaming. <laughs> I mean, in terms of the total number of the yeah. quality of shots, I'm co- oh. comfortable. <laughs> Underrated passer doing a nice job is the daughter of DeMar DeRozan. And here's the voice you're hearing when Raptors shoot. She's screaming. (laughs) (laughs) That time it didn't work. (laughs) It's the thought that counts. Trying to help daddy out. They said it was every time. And she I saw an interview with Demar afterwards. He was like, "Yeah, it was like, like he didn't know until after the game." Really? That's why he found out at some point during after a while. He's like, "I kept hearing this noise." Look, I was like, "That's my daughter." Yeah. <laughs> I would have. I would have thought someone was being assaulted. Nope, she was just screaming yeah. every time they shot. 
that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome to Thursday morning, everyone. As we said, beautiful weather day today, and we have some stuff going on in the program to continue that beauty. Uh, and some cash in your pocket would be wonderful. We have $1,000 in tickets to the MMRBQ, which those tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. Yes. Get them now. The show is in September this year, September 16th. You can check the details at WMMR.com. Shinedown and Billy Idol and Mark and Poe, a bunch of great bands on the bill. We want you to be there for it, but it'd be great to have $1,000 as well. So we'll do that at 8 and 10 a.m. this morning on the President's Chief Show alone. We'll get you your keyword and tell you how to enter it. And hopefully you're walking away with some money and tickets this morning. We also have live music in the studio today. We are going to have, believe it or not, Tiffany here today. Tiffany! Yes, I think we're alone now. Tiffany will be here in the studio because she's going to be performing at uh, City Winery uh, tonight at 7.30. And we Tiffany have a- has a favored... Status with the President's oh, Show. Yeah, we one of a... our greatest moments ever. Yeah. That, that we all just adored involved Tiffany. Yeah, it was uh, at Mardi Gras at, uh, <laughs> on South Street, and she came and sang live for this event that we were doing, and, and the crowd was blown away by it. was awesome. And she was, and we kind of just asked, like, you know, yeah. and just like, Okay, yeah, and it was uh, totally impromptu. Yeah, so we will uh, we'll recount that story yeah, with yeah. her later on this morning. It'll be uh, early in the 9 o'clock hour. She's going to stop by and she's, she's going to play. Yeah. Live. She's going to sing live. <laughs> Very excited. On the President's yeah. Show today, Tiffany. How awesome <laughs> is that? All right, so let's take a break. Let's come back in a second. A whole bunch of stuff to get to in the entertainment report. Super question that's coming up as well. We'll be right back. Yeah, we want to go for a ride in the car. Our tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery on all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day on your favorite O organic or open nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit acmemarkets.com slash freshpass for program details. Service available in select areas. Listen up. Some amazing news from our friends at Window Nation. You can modernize and reinvest in your home today with new windows from Window Nation with their best deal. It's 0% interest for five full years. Plus, get two windows free with every two you buy. It's a double deal. You'll get more comfort, lower energy bills, higher home value, and jealous neighbors. All with impeccable construction and expert installation. Call today, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. To a question this morning, we're going to give away a family four-pack of tickets for Adventure Aquarium. Here's a question I have for you. How many people signed both the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution? Mm-hmm. I need the number. I don't need the people. Just how many did it? 215-263-WMMR. How many people signed both the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution? Call if you know the answer today. Is the 13th day of April, and we have some birthdays to mention while we're waiting for that call to come in. We'll begin with a great drummer. 
Uh, his name is Max Weinberg. Wow. Yeah, played for the E Street Band and still plays with the E Street Band. Uh, had a nice turn on Late Night with Conan O'Brien as a band leader who was great. I got to see him in person there one time. It was oh, very really, cool. really cool. Yeah. He is, a, to me, and I, I'm talking straight out of my non-knowledge drumming ass, but the uh, he seems... Um, very forceful when he when he yeah he plays with uh, he plays with um, aggression's not the right word but uh, yeah gusto presence you yeah. know he's he's definitely up front and uh, man his son Good, is right? an awesome drummer for Slipknot he is outstanding so uh, he picked up a lot from dad and Max turns uh, seventy two years old today. Man, one of the all-time great singers, Mr. Al Green, has a birthday today. Man, God, I love this song. <laughs> Me too. That's <laughs> just one of my all-time favorites. It's just the absolute best. You guys remember when Al Green and Walgreens were having a, a conversation back and forth online? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a W that went out on one of Walgreens' signs, and so somebody pointed that out to Al Green, and they just uh, the, the company Walgreens had a funny back and forth with Al Green oh. over Twitter. It was hilarious. I love it. Let's listen for just a yeah. second. Listen to these vocals are just fantastic. Oh, this just makes you feel good, man. I get tingles. Yeah. This is the scene in Pulp Fiction where Marcellus Wallace is talking to Bruce Willis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, and also, Take Me to the River, huge oh. hit for Al Green as well. Uh, he turns uh, 77 <laughs> years old today. The, the picture's up in the studio here. Of the <laughs> oh, of uh, Walgreens yeah. and Al Green? <clears throat> I love it. Um, we also have uh, Rick Schroeder, formerly Ricky Schroeder. Now yes. Rick Schroeder, NYPD Blue, Silver Spoons. Uh, he turns 53 years old. He today. also played the father, Dolly Parton's father, in that Christmas coat of many colors, or whatever uh, the hell that holiday. He played her father. He oh. played her father, yeah. Uh, I, growing up in uh, Hobnob. Okay, and they had. Excuse me, wherever the hell she grew up. Dolly Parton, not right. at her current age. Right, right. And she no, was a little girl, yeah. a young actress. Uh, so he is 53 today. Uh, Caroline Ray, you remember her? Yes. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I. <laughs> It's a guilty pleasure. I like that show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right, so she is 59 today. They had a talking cat press. They did. Salem, I believe was the cat's name. And it was uh, Nick... um, Okay. Yes, right. All right. Uh, We also have uh, Russian chess champion Gary Kasparov. It says in there, it says Russian chess whiz. It does. I'm all the way back here, and I'm like, Russian cheese whiz. (laughs) 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 whiz. This is very good cheese. And it comes in game. Uh, yeah, I changed uh, Wiz to champion <laughs> instead of Wiz. Uh, so Gary Kasparov is uh, 60 today. Uh, actor Ron Perlman, who's been in so many great things throughout the years. Hellboy. Uh, Hellboy, uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Pacific Rim. Uh, he's great in Pacific Rim. That whole exchange is uh, great. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy. And you know what I loved him in was uh, Adam McKay's Don't Look Up. Yes. The uh, Space Shuttle Captain. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's terrific. He's excellent in that. Uh, he is 73 years God, old today. I, I remember that Beauty and the Beast show. It was that people love, women love that show particularly. It was on Friday evenings. Yeah. And it was Beauty and the Beast in a yep. sewer. Yep, it yep. was. All right, a man we truly love. He is a he's a gentleman. Uh, he's a manly man, a man among men. <laughs> worldly known good guy? A worldly known good guy. Glenn Howerton. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Turns a year older today. AP bio as well. Yeah. 
among other things, and he turns uh, 47 years old today. He's just, he's a great guy to be around, man. I want to see this movie where he gave himself that, the the, the receding hairline cut. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he shaved the top of his head to yes. look like an Asian guy. When we spoke with him last, he was wearing a baseball hat, I think. Yes, he took it off during the interview as a Zoom call. Yeah, yes. so he turns uh, 47 years old today. Steve, it comes out later this year. It's called Blackberry, and it's about the, the rise and fall of the first smartphone. Oh, wow. Uh, Kelly Giddish, who is on Law & Order Special Victims Unit, is 43. I don't know who that is. I don't really watch Law & Order Kathy's Special Victims Unit, right? so I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I know who this is. Uh, stunningly beautiful, Allison Williams. Yes. Uh, it was great in the movie Get Out. Uh, she was also on Girls. Megan. Uh, they, yeah, in, which I haven't seen. She's the bomb. Was it yeah. good? It's good. Yeah, I was, I, I, there, you know, I, I caught it right at the height of the Fuhrer, mm-hmm. and it's always, uh, not the Russian, uh, not, not Adolf Hitler. Not German, Hitler, yeah. no, at the beginning uh, yeah. of the... <laughs> the Fuhrer. You ain't watch this movie! No, I, I was all caught up in that, and I thought it was good. It was, I was hoping a little bit better. All right, well, she is 35. It did really, really well. Yeah, oh, yeah, so. they're already well on their way to a sequel. Uh, and then another actor, you guys know him, his name is uh, Bokeem Woodbine, um, and in... Spider Home, uh, Spider Man Homecoming. He plays uh, Shocker. They call him Shocker too. He yes. eventually gets that, you know, that glove or whatever that can One shoot of the, the electrical powers. <laughs> but I loved him in the movie Ray. He plays uh, Fathead, the uh, the sax That's player. That's right. Yes. Uh, and Stevie's in one of your favorites as well, uh, the movie Devil. Yeah. And uh, he was also in Riddick as well. He's this guy. He can come off. He can play this really intimidating character. I like that guy. I love that movie Devil. Uh, you know, uh, it's an uh, M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. So he turns uh, 50 years old today. So happy birthday to everyone celebrating birthdays. Let's see if we can get an answer to our stupid question this morning. Trying to find out if you know how many people signed both the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution, 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Sean for the answer. Yo, Sean, morning, bud. Good morning. All right. The answer is six. Six is right. Yeah. No beating around the bush. You got it, Sean. Hang on a sec. Give you a family four-pack of tickets to the Adventure Aquarium. Discover 65 tons of beach fun. And you can check out these supersized sand sculptures that have taken over Adventure Aquarium. But it's only for a limited time. You can get tickets and information at AdventureAquarium.com. In the entertainment report, we'll start with uh, the royal family. Uh, On Wednesday, Buckingham Palace released a statement announcing that... It's time for the royal update. Uh, with Preston Elliott Esquire. Uh, <laughs> I'm an Esquire. Yeah, I gave that to you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Prince Harry will be attending King Charles and Queen Camilla's coronation in May. Uh, the statement also declared that Meghan Markle will not be in attendance. Uh, he's getting obstructed view seats, though. Oh, yeah, well, that yeah. sucks. Which kind of sucks. So the statement said, Buckingham Palace is pleased to confirm <laughs> that the Duke and Duchess... Duke and Duchess... <laughs> Uh, Damn it! I would meant- be quite French magic if Russell. What? <laughs> He's speaking another language. Oh, I didn't get that. English. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, it's uh, the Duke of Sussex. Yeah, will attend. <laughs> the Duke of Sussex will attend the coronation the service at Westminster Abbey on the May. May. The. <laughs> Of Sussex <laughs> will remain in California with Prince Archie and Princess Lilibet. 
According to people, May 6th is also Prince Archie's fourth birthday. Uh, Markle will be staying in California to celebrate with Prince Archie and 22-month-old Princess Lilibet. It's going to be wild to, I mean, you know, just the, the, the machinations of this kind of yeah. the coronation, you know. For some reason, though, you know... It, between the time that the queen died and now, I, I'm like, didn't that already happen? I, I know, I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember when when that happened, and they they stated how long it was right. going to be yeah, before yeah. we were like, okay, we'll deal with it later. And now it's like, do we even need to do this? Right? Yeah. I mean, it's already we don't. I done. don't really give a crap about any of this. Yeah, I you know. know, you are not. You're. I, I'm into. I'm into some of the. the I history, like it, especially yeah. after watching the crown. I know. I'm sorry. I agree. Yeah, yeah, it really helped. It, it actually got some interest in the, yeah. in the royal family for me. So. All right, recently, Arnold Schwarzenegger took it upon himself to fix a pothole that had been troubling residents in the area for weeks. The only problem is the pothole might have actually been a service trench that was being used. Yeah, I filled it up for you. Yeah. What? On Tuesday, the Get ter- to the pothole. The Terminator actor shared a video of himself fixing the giant pothole on Twitter today. <laughs> After the whole neighborhood has been upset about this giant pothole, he said that's been screwing up cars and bicycles for weeks. I went out with my team and I fixed it. I always say, let's not complain. Let's do something about it. So here you go. However, a spokesperson for the city of Los Angeles told NBC, this location is not a pothole. It is a service trench that relates to active permitted work being performed at the location by SoCal Gas, who expects the work to be completed by the end of May. Now... Maybe to Arnold's defense, if it's not properly... Yes! Uh, you know... No, no signs! No, nothing to indicate! I do nothing. see some orange cones in the video, but I have a feeling that uh, that maybe Arnold put that out there himself, just to keep people safe, but... Um, well, I, I did hear that um, the potholes in this area are, like, becoming a big problem, and they're addressing <laughs> it, and yep. so um, maybe he just assumed it was one of those. All right. Uh, the spokesperson added, as is the case with similar projects impacting city streets, SoCal Gas will be required to repair the area once their work is completed. So, yeah, he, don't send him to the Grand Canyon. He'll feel that. Yeah, exactly. He's cold. Um, last month, Matthew McConaughey and his wife, Camilla Alves, uh, were on a Lufthansa flight from Austin, Texas to Frankfurt, Germany, when the pilot had to make an emergency landing at Dulles International Airport in Virginia. Uh, the but Dallas Buyers Club uh, star spoke about the terrifying experience. He was on with uh, Kelly Ripa in a preview clip for the Let's Talk Off-Camera podcast. He said, it, it's suspended disbelief. He said, I mean, it's zero gravity. <laughs> he says, uh, my trade table is what held me down. And I did not have my seatbelt on, and there was not a seatbelt warning light before it happened. Calling it a hell of a scare, he said he immediately reached over and made sure that Camilla had her seatbelt on. He said, your red wine and the glass and the plates and your food is all unsuspended, floating, still in the air. Uh, and he said, and it took, uh, I looked at it for that long. He said, which wasn't that long. He said, one, two, three, four seconds. And then everything came crashing down. So they had a moment where it was weightlessness. I've had that. I was on a Delta flight when that happened. But I recently, Preston, the uh, Velocicoaster uh-huh. gives you that sort of... Oh, yeah. Where you... you the negative yeah, genes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the FAA told People Magazine this particular flight was at 37,000 feet above Tennessee when it experienced severe turbulence. Uh, the plane landed at the airport in Virginia without incident, but seven people were hospitalized because of it. So they, they had, it was, must have been a pretty scary experience. Yes. You know, and, and a couple of people did get hurt. So that's why, friends, once again, 
even if the the seatbelt light is not on, you keep that thing on, man, because it can. I think about that even when I'm walking to the bathroom. Sure, yeah. I'm like, okay, this is when it's going to happen. This is yeah. going to hit some big bump, and uh-huh. I'm going to, you know, hit my head on the top of the That's cabin. Why I don't use the bathroom, right? Just oh, really? Right in your seat, yeah. I mean, very, very, very rarely will I use it for that reason. On no an kidding. Airplane, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. Try to go right before you get on the plane. Let's see. In a glamour cover story published on Wednesday, Katie Holmes spoke about how grateful she is to be the mother of 16-year-old Surrey. Cruz. Can you believe that? Yeah. Surrey is 16 years I saw old. A picture of her, and I'm like, uh, and I didn't read the article initially, and I'm like, well, who's this woman? It's and it's that's Siri, Siri, Siri. Yeah. So I would think with Katie Holmes and because I haven't seen. Her, Excuse me, Holmes. I would think with Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise, you would have a very, uh, you know, nice looking young lady. Does she? Does she? Oh, she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm wondering if, yeah. if maybe down the road, if you know, because wow. listen, if you if you have, she looks like Katie. If yeah, she does. Looks, then maybe you have a chance to be in the world of acting or modeling or something. But like if you look that. close, person, she does have the unitooth. Does is she? That, no, no. Are you sure that that picture is not Katie Holmes? That we're looking at here in the studio? Uh, I can't I, see it. Oh, no, yeah, that is Katie Holmes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, this lady that's Katie Holmes looks a lot like Katie Holmes. She does. You must get told that a lot, Katie Holmes. <laughs> so she said, I'm very grateful to be a parent, to be her parent. Uh, she is an incredible person. Uh, the actress added, what has been really important to me with my daughter, it, because she was so visible at a young age, is that I really like to protect her. Uh, in March, a source told Page Six that Tom Cruise continues to have no part in Surrey's life. So that I don't is know. a wow, that is yeah, I know. years but and it, years and years. It must be a part of it's got to be the Scientology. You don't she an SP? I she probably is an SP. Hmm. Yeah, a you suppressive know, person. We've been in the church for a long time. Yeah, we've been there for a while. Katie Holmes looks a little face workish. Oh, does she? Yeah. Uh, okay. But if you, now this is a clear picture of her daughter, which she does look like Katie Holmes. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. adorable. All right. Uh, this is a great story. According to page six, Hillary Duff's husband, Matthew Coma, received congratulatory, congratulatory messages after Hillary Swank announced that she gave birth to her twins. I love it. That's great. <laughs> I love that. I love those confusing oh. things. Yep. Comer shared a recent screenshot of messages that he received to his Instagram stories earlier this week. And he, and he wrote, really appreciate the congratulatory messages today, guys. Thank you. Hillary Swank and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was nice. Uh, Brooke Shields. Uh, she is uh, still obviously talking about this you know, documentary about I watched her. it. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I it was very think? good. Yeah, very good. So uh, she's never disputed. The complicated relationship that she shared with her late mother, Terry Shields, known within the industry as Brooke's fierce protector and manager. Their relationship was eerily parallel to one shared between Drew Barrymore and her mother, Jade. While appearing on the Drew Barrymore show to promote the documentary Pretty Baby, uh, the model and actress was asked if Terry had ever dated one of Brooke's boyfriends as Barrymore's mother had done. She said no, because she was in love with me. I was her main focus, she said, and both of us were going to be cut off from our sexuality. I was going to stay a virgin. She was going to be just Terry Terrific and being there. And I think my mom might have been so enamored with me that she actually wanted to be with the people I was with. That's what Barry Moore said. So so Drew said, I think my mom may have been so enamored with me she actually wanted to be with the people I was with because she dated her. So you know some of her leftovers. Yeah, absolutely. So and these two were were, were friends um, growing up. So um, Drew Barrymore appears in the documentary. 
So she says, um, uh, Shield said, uh, I don't get it, but I get it. It's so layered and it's so needy and it's so sad and broken. It was also controlling, according to Brooke. She said uh, her mother often sat in on her interviews while she was growing up. And she said it was, no one's going to get you. I'm going to be there. I'm there first. You're mine. I'm not going to give anyone. I'm not going to give you to somebody. President, there's like, there's like uh, just tons of footage of her sitting like a deer in headlights being interviewed yeah. and being told as a very young girl, you are so pretty. You, right. you know, and it's you can see her like. <laughs> uh, she said it was something that she said Terry did under the guise of protection, although Shields believes it was more ownership and fear in hindsight. Uh, both of them understood, the meaning uh, Brooke and uh, Drew, understood the complexities of their respective relationships, although at the time it was all that they knew. Terry had passed away in 2012 from a dementia-related illness, uh, She, but um, she said that uh, to emerge from it, not angry or jaded, is in there, pointing to Drew's heart. Uh, this is not the first time that they have commiserated over similar life circumstances. In November, Shields and Barrymore connected over feeling taken advantage of by Barbara Walters. Uh, Shields and Barrymore both praised Walters for her career, but also took issue with the way their individual interviews with the ABC News anchor unraveled when they were both young stars. They called it the C word. It was amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, they didn't make it onto the air. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, anyhow, yeah, I do want to see that documentary about her. Uh, Russell Crowe is reflecting on one of the movies that changed the course of his career. In a recent interview, Crowe said that he is slightly jealous of Paul Mescal for starring in the sequel to his 2000 film Gladiator. Uh, he said, I was, much, I was a much younger man, obviously, and it was a huge experience in my life. Uh, but it was something that changed my life, really. It changed the way that uh, people regarded me and what I do for a living. He said, I've been very lucky to have been involved in lots of movies, uh, but the legs on that film are incredible. Here it is, 2023. We made that film in 1999. I guarantee you somewhere around the world tonight, Gladiator is going to be showing on primetime TV. And he added, you don't always get that kind of longevity with every film you do, so it obviously holds a special place in my heart. But he said he's a little jealous of not being a part of the next one. Uh, The first time I saw him was in a movie called Romper Stomper where he played a skinhead. And then the next time where he was on our radar, I think, was L.A. Confidential. Yeah, It was amazing. uh, Nick pulled up. He's still doing the band thing. He's still touring. I don't know if It's going to break soon. I don't know if they're still called 30-odd foot of grunt or not. You remember that was uh, the yeah. name of the band? It's now called 30 people in the audience. <laughs> Dude, we did a Sonic session. We did. Absolutely. They were singing to meet him. Yep. You, you, listen, I've seen him in interviews lately, and he's uh, that whole sort of... There was, there was a, a toad that was legendary at that time. Yeah. That's gone, and he seems to be in a good, good place. Did you know that uh, the Robert Downey Jr. character in Tropic Thunder is loosely based on Russell Crowe? Did not know that, yeah, no. Because uh, he's kind of this arrogant Australian actor, <laughs> and uh, Robert Downey Jr. was having fun at Russell Crowe's expense. And he was like, you know, if I'm, I'm going to play a dude with a big ego and uh, got to be an Australian guy, I, I think I can model it after Russell Crowe. Yeah. But now Crowe's like really become very self-deprecating. Yes. Yeah, you know? I think he's evolved. Uh, according to Variety magazine, uh, Margot Robbie spoke with BAFTA recently about the first time she read the script for the forthcoming Barbie movie. She said, the first time I read the Barbie script, my reaction was, ah, oh, this is so good. What a shame it will never see the light of day because they are never going to let us make this movie. <laughs> but she said they did, and they have. So uh, the trailers look intriguing. Uh, it's completely high concept. I mean, it's 
It's the toy world. Yeah. So a uh, live action. We'll see how that ends up being for an hour and a half or two hours. Yeah. Have no idea uh, what to think of that as of yet. A deadline reports that streaming platform HBO Max will be going by the moniker Max instead. Uh, the rebrand represents a merger between Warner Brothers, Discovery, and HBO Max. Enough of this crap. Uh, the platform is set to launch on May 23rd. So I guess they're just changing the name. I mean, will I have to resubscribe and all that? No, no, no. no. Okay. No, they want to keep taking your money. Yeah, yeah totally. And I, 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 now I find that I go to HBO Max a lot. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Like there's a there's a fair amount of things that I do yeah. watch on that. I think they have the best and most movies uh, on that streaming platform compared to the others. Yeah. And it and it's easy to navigate too, yeah. which For I appreciate. Original content, I end up on Netflix a lot. For uh, Hulu has where well, just watch the Brooke Shields uh, thing, uh, but it's funny. I, I will go spend time with one of the streaming services. It's like it's like visitation. Yeah, and then you go to the next one. So that's usually how it works out. Uh, let's see here. Also, Max released first look footage of Colin Farrell in the forthcoming streaming series, The Penguin. Looks good. Uh, I've not seen it yet. Yeah. Looks good. Yeah, what I saw. What's the What's the trailer like? Uh, or the it, teaser, or whatever it is. It It, it shows it, it. You know, brief glimpses of some some dialogue. It's It's not a super comprehensive trailer, but it is you know quote unquote a teaser trailer. But he looks. It's astonishing when you look at him in that makeup. Oh my god! You, you yes. just cannot believe it's him. Uh, the cast for the eight episode series includes uh, a lot of people I do not know. Uh, Kristen Milotti, Miliotti, I'm sorry. Uh, Renzi Feliz, uh, Michael Kelly, uh, Shorin Agachulo, you know, uh, Deirdre O'Connell, Clancy Brown. We yes. know him. Yeah. I think Michael Kelly was in that Jack Ryan series with okay. uh, John Krasinski. I loved yes. that series. Yeah, Can't wait for the next season. He's of sort of Jack Ryan's oh, uh, yeah. helper. And then Kristen Milotti is, um, you might recognize her, uh, Preston. She was in um, one of the. Black Mirror episodes that uh, we've talked about several times. The one with Jesse Plemons where they go to space. Oh, and, the, and Star Trek. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she, yeah. Was, she was in a really good movie that's sort of like a Groundhog Day with um, Andy Samberg. Okay. That is called... Oh, that's her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Palm Springs. Palm Springs, yeah. thanks, guys. Okay. Should be a pretty cool cast then. Um, not sure when that comes out exactly, but the teaser is out for that. Uh, Variety reports that a decade-long Harry Potter series is officially in the works at Max. That's three Max stories in a row. How about that? Uh, JK, you picked the right one. J.K. Rowling is set to executive produce the show, and a whole new cast is expected. Uh, Casey Bloy, CEO of HBO, uh, had said in a statement, Harry Potter's cultural phenomenon, and it is clear there is such an enduring love and thirst for the Wizarding World in partnership with Warner Brothers, Television and J.K. Rowling, this new Max original series will dive deep into each of the iconic books so how that does it... fans have continued to enjoy for all these years. So, um, you obviously, the movies were, relatively speaking, fairly recent. Uh, how does this um, delving deeper into the books sit with you after going through the book series? Oh, I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm just curious how they, they've told the stories. So I don't know how they delve deeper into the books or not. You know, oh, yeah. How, how, that, how you approach that. So I know initially when the movies were coming out, the hardcore Harry Potter fans were not thrilled. Because as always, there's so much in those books that you sure. can't make over to the film. Well, yeah. Nick, you're you're you yeah. you were. There. I, I've come to realize that uh, I love them both separately. Yeah, they're not the same, and yeah. and they are independent of one another. They're they the movies are 
based on the books, of course, but the, I think they're pretty that, close. They are, but they, for example, I the I think the best movies were Deathly Hallows one and two, and part of the reason why yes. they're the best is because they took two movies to make those. They could have done the same. They could have done two movies for Phoenix, Order of the Phoenix, right. and, and Half Blood Prince. And so the longer the series went along, the longer the books got, and so they they just they missed a lot, you know. Mm. Interesting. So if you take a ten part series, is what they're talking about, right? Mm. I'm not sure it doesn't say no, in this right. particular story, but probably. But I'm just curious if they'll follow the uh, the exact storyline of the book or not, or if they'll just pick out a couple of moment, moments in there and and expand. If on they're going to do that, why do that? I think that the way to approach it would be you're going to do it. You're going to do everything right. Wow, they yeah. better. We'll see. By right, the way, then, the game is is pretty awesome. Uh, the video game. Oh, video game. Yeah, right. yeah, nice. yeah. All right, so in other Max news, this is four in a row. Wow, four Max. Who's uh, paying you? Fans can expect a new Big Bang Theory series. Huh. Uh, according to Hollywood Reporter, this will mark the second offshoot from the original show. Plot details are being kept under wraps for now. I guess it's going to be on Max because that's it says it led with the, in other Max news. This is Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon. Uh, yes. Well, that's so weird, though, because one. wasn't that a um, CBS? A CBS? Yeah, uh, and so wouldn't that be on Paramount Plus, if anything? I don't know how they work it. Uh, uh, you no, know, no, no, because uh, HBO and uh, and CBS were, I thought they were. But Casey, you know what's interesting about all this is like the, it's Warner Brothers Discovery now is the parent company for HBO. Okay. And so the parent company uh, has no real brand attached to it. It's not like Disney Plus. Or uh, or NBC Universal. Right. So Warner Brothers is trying to develop their own brand, and part that's why you have four Max stories in a row, and probably why they off Preston. Yeah, that must be it. I don't understand any of it. I just know I'm lining my pockets. Yeah, with that's it. That's all. yeah. can't see it, but Preston's wearing a huge gold chain. <laughs> yep. All right, we're ready for the clips. Here we go. <laughs> Being a drag star is not all sunshine and rainbows on the second season of RuPaul's Queen of the Universe. And here, judge and drag race star Trixie Mattel (laughs) talks about the difficulties of being a performer. In a competition televised environment, I (laughs) watched one of America's favorite uh, drag race challenges, Snatch Games, in front of the world. That was pretty much one of the worst days of my life. But nothing prepares you for failure like being a drag queen. Yeah! Queen of the Universe is available, and that is on. It's not a max. Ah, oh, there we go. You've had a falling out. Plus, so there you go. Next clip. A good person is a new film uniting Morgan Freeman and Florence Pugh through trial and tribulation. In this clip, Florence talks about her filming experience. I'd never had a character that was so well matched with how I could play someone, how she sounded. And also, I had someone write a, a character for me knowing full well what I was capable of and knowing full well what he could get out of me. Uh, a good person is in theaters now, by the way, if you want to see that. All it's right. funny, her, her, her when she's speaking or when she gets sort of introspective, the voice really goes down low. Well, right? She's got that... Sort of a growl. Mm, I yeah. feel like in 20, 30 years, she's going to have that, like, <laughs> like the Beverly D'Angelo voice. Right, yeah, yeah. never heard her talk these days. Right, or Kathleen Turner. Yeah, oh, yep. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. All right, that's the last story in the entertainment report. We, if you have not heard, this morning, live yep. in our studio, we are going to have a performance from Tiffany. Yep. Yes, Tiffany. Yeah. I yeah. think we're alone now, Tiffany. <laughs> is going to be here in our studio performing live because she's got a show tonight. 
uh, that's at the city winery. Yeah, awesome. So, and and we have a, a great story concerning her uh, to share later on. When you she know, she has like eleven albums out. Yeah. You know, she's she's never stopped. She's done a ton of st- other stuff, but she's been recording for years. Even Bill was excited about. Tiffany I know. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. All right, so we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. And you know what? I'd like to give something away. As do, we do this. This is an event that's taking place uh, tomorrow night, and it is the Bruce Orama event at uh, the Keswick Theater. Bruce Campbell is going to be there. So great. And it's, uh, I-, I think it's kind of a game show-y type. Yeah, of he puts on a whole presentation. Uh, so I tell you what, we'll take callers uh, 10, 11... Yeah, call us 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you tickets to the event tomorrow night. So give us a call now, and you will get them. We'll be right back. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Concert Cash. Your shot to win $1,000 cash five times a day, plus tickets to MMRBQ this September. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 10, and noon. Then 3 and 5 p.m. Listen for the Concert Cash ticket window. Get the keyword. Enter it at WMMR.com or on the MMR app. You can also text it to 45911. Each winner from MMR gets a grand in cash. And two tickets to MMRBQ in September. See official rules at WMMR.com. It's Concert Cash. Sponsored by Meineke. Tires, brakes, batteries, and more. Doing car care right. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. By the way, coming up with the Bizarre File, we have a Save the Date announcement that we are going to pass on to. So I want to make sure that you are here for that. So do not miss out on it. There is a lot of heat coming off the street in the city. And I think we need to talk about it this morning. It's time for the city beat with the man who pounds the street then goes home and pounds his meat. Oh. Preston Ellie. Well, sometimes. (laughs) Well, when there's... When people are out of the house. Yeah, yeah. when I've yeah, yeah. got some alone time. Yes, of course. <laughs> All right, so apparently today is National Perfume Day. Well, <laughs> or no, that's tomorrow. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, what the hell? Kathy yeah, Hayes. Well, then I bought everybody's presents in today. <laughs> in preparation for that, uh, BetPennsylvania.com has analyzed hundreds of Google searches for popular scents. Over the last 12 months to reveal Pennsylvania residents' favorite scent. And like I, have a, I, scent? I have a list. No, just scents. Uh, general, what you like to Standard scents, smells. Oh. Uh, and I will reveal that in a moment, but Casey wants to make some sort of declaration now. No, no, no. Well, oh. um, I will. All right, I'm going to say it. I love the way women's perfume smells, and so much so that, like, I actually think about even buying it for myself to wear because right. I prefer, you know. Um, so I'm going to make that declaration. I like uh, Ariana Grande. <laughs> I uh, there's uh, some other scents because uh, yeah, my daughter wears Ariana Grande. Like, right. Okay, reminds well, you of really your daughter. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just like to smell pretty. That's why, as you said, you used to wear your your mom's bra because it reminds you <laughs> oh of. Oh my god! It reminds me yeah, of yeah. breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> You're into that. I uh, yeah, well, like I, it gave me life, <laughs> I am buddy. Not, no judging. Whatever floats your boat, yeah. man. Um, and then there's a woman who works in HR who, who wears, uh, she wears J-Lo. And I'm like, uh, I like the way that smells. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I wear Tom Ford ombre leather, which at the time when I bought it, I thought it was a women's perfume, but as it turns out, it's unisex. But this All is right. not cologne. No, this, this is, is not that. This, Okay. 
No, these are these are different scents. The, okay. the, it's even, though like it's national, even though it's National Perfume Day, it's uh, this has just uh, has to do with the sense of. Give smell. us a sense because everything that Casey mentioned would give me a migraine <laughs> headache. <laughs> All right, so I have one. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have the, I have ten of them. Okay, no. Sh- shall we go? Looks through, desperate. I will go through the uh, ten to one. Okay. All right. Yes. In order, please. If you like. Yeah. Uh, so, according to Google searches in Pennsylvania, um, number ten is the smell of bacon. Bacon is such a, a par- I, even in pe- people who are vegetarians love the smell of bacon. I would rank that way high. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be so out on this list. That you don't first, like the smell of bacon because my clothes will smell like it, and if my clothes smell like it, it will ruin my day. I have to go home, t- change my outfit, and shower. Okay, or, okay. I, I, but, but but can you just enjoy the smell for a moment? No, don't worry about your clothes because no, you're overly no, concerned worry about, about your how your clothes are going to smell. But it, because just the smell. and listen, not because uh-huh. I think I'm going to go somewhere and like someone's going to be like, oh my god, she smells. It's because I, like it, my sense oh, of smell. I used to wear a shirt made out of sizzling. Okay. No, I mean, it, it will literally, it will give me a headache if I have to smell that all day long. So I no, when I smell. smell bacon, Preston, that's what I think. Steve, you'll never guess who showed up my house and smelled like bacon. I know, yeah, no, yeah. No, that's what I just said. It's not about I, what, I it's, it's me. It's like that I have to sit there, any smell on me. Okay. That's why I can't wear and perfume You're not going to like any of these. You're not going to like well, any of these. You miss out on fajitas as a result too, which oh, God, bums me out. Never had a fajita. <laughs> all right. Fajitas. Uh, I would have to be naked to eat fajitas. Hey, you want to go out for some fajitas later? (laughs) I'll bring them to you. I will bring them to you. (laughs) What are you doing later? Yeah. All right. Number uh, nine on this list is um, the smell of Christmas trees. Yeah, Um, yeah. That I can appreciate. Okay. Does it get on your clothing? Uh, No, it doesn't. If it got on my hands while I was putting the Christmas tree up, I would spend about an hour washing my hands. What if it's an artificial Christmas tree scent? No. Okay. (laughs) Well, t- trees in general. Do you like 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 the smell of pine trees and things of that nature? Or do you like nature? Uh, I do like nature. However, it kills me. Like okay. I will probably <laughs> nature get, kills me. I will it, something will activate my sinuses and then All I'll right. have a headache. No, I hear you. Hey, um, Kath, I'm sorry. Did you do? Uh, um, did you ever do like the Avatar ride and Disney? No, I'm like dying to do that. Uh, but have well, you ever done soaring? It's a similar ride, but not. No, it's, that's that? an Epcot. No, okay. Uh-uh. I I don't know if because they pump scents sense. into yeah. when you're like flying through the jungle and stuff, and I wasn't sure if that. Well, but it's so remember we short. went on the ET uh-huh. ride, uh-huh. and, the, and they do that. Oh, yeah. Were a part of that ride, and Kathy liked it. I did, and that okay. the first time I rode that, I didn't know about the sense. I didn't really think about it until huh. our guide told us, and then when he did, and I went through, I could smell. It. So it was pretty subtle. It wasn't like you know blowing scents in your face, but okay. it was there. All right, these are uh, favorite scents smells. Yes, of uh, people of Pennsylvania. Uh, number eight on this list is the smell of log fires. Oh, I, I dig that. Yeah, yeah. I love the smell. Of the you won't like that because it gets on your clothing. Smoke. I can't. So when I, you're sitting around the campfire and there's a naked woman across from you, that's Kathy. I can't sit next to a fire because I, I have to sit back. Like, will it, it give you a headache? Uh, or it you just don't like it? it? No, it will not give me a headache, but I will have to wash my hair that night. So as long as it's a hair washing night, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, right when you're camping, always a hair washing <laughs> night. Um, Preston, well, you remember the story of the, 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 the Donner party? <laughs> yeah. How they had to wash their hair. 
Are all these scents here and and that you're going to go through? Are they all scents that are so not? I don't want to say indigenous, but are known to this area. Are no, no. These are just what what people in our state Googled. Uh, you know the the smell of blah blah blah. The smell okay. of bacon. The smell of you, Christmas. Right. So Draw your own conclusions. Yeah, right. you yeah, yeah. Exactly. So this is just a way get off his back compartmentalizing. <laughs> Kath, I'm wondering if you enjoy the scent of suntan lotion. Oh, that's a um. Yeah, I don't mind that. Okay. I really don't. Cocoa butter. All right, how about this? Uh, number seven, I do like this, the smell of nail polish. Yeah. Oh, no. I've always oh. liked that. That one turns me off. No yeah, kidding. It, 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 it actually gives me a, a headache, Kath. Like, okay. if, uh, if my fiance is doing her nails, I can't be in the same room. So what are they using when you go by the, like, the nail places in the mall? There's this putrid... Acetane or whatever? Whatever that is. Acetone. In fact, that's caused yeah. issues. I remember... They had to sort of regulate how much they could use in those. Well, that's the nail polish remover. I don't that's think that's. That I don't think that's what yeah. that is. I, the, Steve, there. Yeah, there's so much stuff coming out of the nail yeah. salon. It's yeah, that's probably. It can't be good us. for you. Right? This might be strange, Kathy, but when I, when I that headache is a headache I feel behind my eyes. And every mm. time it's a nail polish remover or nail polish general in general, I, that's the kind of headache I get. Yeah, Nick's eyes. It's a song. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, number six on this list of uh, Pennsylvania's favorite smells, uh, the smell of vanilla. Yep. Yeah. I love the smell of vanilla. Like a vanilla so, perfume, not, too. <laughs> no, but like what? Like uh Anything vanilla? Like a vanilla like, bean, you know, I mean, like, okay. that gives off yes. that scent. Even, it French be, vanilla? could be vanilla latte. could be French okay, vanilla. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. Do you know, it doesn't, uh, well, correct me if I'm wrong, the actual vanilla extract, does that have a smell? Yeah. yeah. A little, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, in, absolutely. Uh, some, yeah, some cookie recipes have it. And you yes. do not need much of it at Oh, my God, all. it'll blow your head off. Also, uh, Tom Hanks drank a vanilla extract on Family Ties. I remember. It was, it was, it was an alcoholic. Yes. Yeah. It is the only thing you can find in the house. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Fun fact. The smell of melting chocolate. This number five. Oh, my God. Chocolate chip cookies, brownies. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. The entire town of Hershey, Pennsylvania. And, Kathy, you won't need to get naked for that, will you? No, no, I don't need to. Um, Number four on this list is the smell of a new car. Yeah. 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 But you know what? Um, The new cars that are not leather... Leather new car scent is different it's than better. other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like the other. You're saying one because one has leather and the other doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Not better, but but stronger case. Uh, no, no. I just what just do different. You, okay. What do you guys think about the artificial new car smell? I can always tell no. when it's. Yeah, I don't uh, think no. um, needed. I'd, I'd have to. They actually sell cans of new car smell, and I've never smelled yeah. one of those, so I don't yeah. know. I can pick it right out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the smell of a new car is there in the top four. Do you hang bacon from your rearview mirror? <laughs> Should I love that smell? Yeah. It remind, yeah, I remember my mom would on the weekend when I would wake up to the smell of bacon. That was a happy oh feeling, my God. without question. And then Kathy be right next to you all naked. <laughs> oh, God. That's what makes it a happy That's memory. Right. <laughs> uh, number three on this list is the smell of cinnamon. Cinnamon. Yeah. There yeah. is nothing like that. Um, in the world better than cinnamon. Any bakery that is, that is making cinnamon buns or something cinnamon. like that, it's uh, wonderful. Any bakery. <laughs> I'm actually looking at angry. I'm so happy. Oh, man. You got to go to uh, a place down in Wildwood called Barry's Buns. Yeah? Dude. Yeah. It's an all-male review. <laughs> <laughs> No, and actually, Barry and his wife listened to these. Oh, yeah? All right. You know what, guys? I'm going to take you there. When we go, uh, well, uh, if we end up doing Keenan's again this year. I, I'm interested, Casey, because my father uh, has become a 
sticky bun slash cinnamon bun <sighs> addict lately. Like it's it's gotten out of control. <laughs> you, okay. Your dad, I have to pal around with your dad. <laughs> needs to be an yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have to take no, him no. there. We're gonna go on a lost weekend. Yeah. Preston, my mom has to hide them around the house at this point. <laughs> because, but yeah, Casey, I want to check this place out. That sounds. Fantastic. I will take you and your dad there, and okay. then immediately I'll take him to a treatment center. Do you okay, know it's you know. weird? And also, and they they know how to play into your whether it be berries, buns, or cinnabon. They they have now they've taken a Casey you know so you have the regular Cinnabon and you go on that journey around around in the you know the the circles as you're you're pulling in and uh, breaking apart your Cinnabon yeah but what they do now is they sell the center hub just oh, the center yeah. hub which is the concentration of cinnamon goodness okay let me ask you guys a question and Kathy I already know the answer okay from you. <laughs> uh, do you eat prefer to eat your cinnamon buns with your fingers or with a knife and fork. Mm. Oh man! I will tell you. I can tell you my take. If it if it has the icing on it, yeah, with icing, uh, then, then then a knife and fork would okay. really be my preference. Because I ain't mad at either, really. It no, gets, no, it, no. It does get messy though. Mm-hmm. It does, you know. And so you just if you're going in with the mindset that I, I know I'm going to come out of this uh, sticky, yeah, uh, Dang. it's like with a with a hooker. That's right. <laughs> yep. Kathy, you're rem- he mean, directly he, asked you that no, no, question. No, no, he said he doesn't need to I ask me. Oh, what do you? Okay. Yeah, no, a knife and fork. I'll leave. All right, yeah. <laughs> I, I like the knife and fork uh, routine as well. It's, it does, but but then you get to go, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on your fingers if you use your hand. Yes. Uh, all right, so number two, this is the list of the top scents in Pennsylvania. Uh, the smell of coffee. Oh, yeah, I yeah. love that. I do like the smell of coffee. I wouldn't put it in the top two, though. You know what? I, I would even... Yeah, I, I would not put it in the top two. No, but I it's think, a pleasant smell. I think bacon's better. I yeah. think uh, chocolate, That's right. You and I have a piping that. hot cup of coffee and of bacon in the morning. With yeah. coffee, though, see, I would put it in my top two because, like, the smell of coffee brings me joy. Like, it means... Oh, yeah. okay. It you triggers know? an emotion. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I did have a little bit of PTSD with coffee because when, when I first got Reggie, he had a really wonky stomach as a puppy. And so... He would poop in his cage, like diarrhea in his cage overnight, and I would smell it in the morning (laughs) at the same time that my coffee was brewing, and then there were mornings where I woke up smelling my coffee thinking that it was dog crap. Yeah, wow. it, was, it was really So bizarre. you're saying right now you can't enjoy his diarrhea. I because cannot. Of, uh, so the he has a bad association with it. All right, and then you will not believe, you will never guess what the uh-huh. number one, according to this, the number one scent I, I, yeah. in Pennsylvania. Did you see I it? saw it, and I, and I, right, I agree with it. It's as number take a guess. one? It's a, it is, for me, it's a top five scent. I have a guess. I have a guess, too. Go ahead. And this, this is, uh, I agree with you, Casey, if this is accurate, uh, that it's your number one or top five. I want to hear what you guys think before I reveal what All right. it is. Okay. So, so, for me, it, it's, um, it might be top three. All right. Honeysuckle. Okay. Kath? I w- can I, t- I'm going to guess, too, either uh, the beach, the ocean, or rain. Okay, Steve? Freshly cut grass. Freshly cut grass. You guys are all wrong. Oh. <laughs> uh, what is it? Gasoline. Oh! oh. Gasoline has doesn't have a smell. They yeah, they, add that in, they add that in afterwards. Well, okay, yeah, so but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I mean, well, do they? Because that's I know my nat- understanding. Natural gas doesn't that's have a scent. What's a, yeah, natural. And they gas. add a scent to it, so it, so you can smell it in case there's you know the it releases. Know. But I, I I don't know. But anyhow, because I can taste it when they put it in. I. Uh, <laughs> Now, listen, I do have a fond association with, I've told you guys this before, a two-stroke engine, particularly yes. a two-stroke engine because uh, we used to have a boat, and it was a two-stroke engine. Love it. And I had a motorcycle. It was a two-stroke engine where you add oil to the gasoline, and there's just a certain scent that comes off, and, and it just reminds me of good times. You know what? I I, I like the smell of mulch. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I do. Yeah. A lot of people do not. Uh, well, because it, it kind of got a little manure-ish yeah. smell to it. Some smells I, I, but worse yeah. than others, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I actually love the smell of dog diarrhea. So I do not <laughs> well, like mulch, that smell. Mulch, like cut grass, uh, sorry, Casey, but yeah. it kind of uh, has a, a spring connotation with uh, it. Right, exactly. It's, it's that connection. Uh, yeah. But last night I had gasoline on my hands, and so now I'm going to do this uh, shard out to Shane. I was pumping gas yesterday, and Shane, uh, he's like, yeah, oh, Casey boy. And so his uh, girlfriend was pumping gas, so I went to give him a shard, shard out. But um, I had it on my hands, and I love that smell. Okay. Uh, and you okay. know what else I uh, love is the smell of um, diesel engines. Okay. Yeah. All right. I remember getting off the school bus and kind of kind of hanging there for a little bit and just... Just inhaling the diesel it fumes. Yeah, yeah, I man troubles. <laughs> Se- several times when I was a kid, we used to we used to siphon gas. So I had a, oh, I had a motorcycle, and if we, we didn't have gas available in the gas can, I would go over to one of my parents' cars and I would siphon gas out of it. And if you weren't careful, you would swallow some gasoline. Uh, I've had that happen. Oh, and Kathy, I'm telling you, the rest of the day you would burp. burp. Oh. The oh, gasoline flavor up. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. Horrible. Um, I hated that. I remember taking a really big swig one oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had to call poison control yeah. one time. They were like, like it's okay. He's going to be okay. You know, if it was just a mouthful or something yeah. like that. But, yeah, it was, it was nasty. All day long, gasoline burps. Horrible. So, anyway, this is according to uh, BetPennsylvania.com, and it was per Google searches over smells, and so take it for what it's worth. But those are all pretty good scent, I think. Anyhow, so, what's your winner in the top? The top ten, making um, the top for you, man. Oh man, um, I gotta tell you, it probably is because we made some bacon for the first time in a long time a couple of days ago, and I was pretty happy. Yeah. in the house, so I would have to go with that. All right, we're doing the city beat. So yeah, these man. are all these are all stories uh, in and around our state and uh, general area. We're going to zero in on Philadelphia. Specifically, uh, there are variations on the game Monopoly. Tons of them, okay? They can be adapted to be in just about any popular theme. And I saw this in the Philly Voice, by the way, that a new Always Sunny in Philadelphia Monopoly edition is now available. And it is offering a, quote, contemptible twist. I love this. On the classic game Trading the fabled boardwalk and park place spaces for the likes of Patty's Pub, Dennis and Max Apartment, <laughs> and great. other memorable locations from the show. Uh, instead of playing as the Top Hat or Thimble, this version of Monopoly has uh, Rum Ham, <laughs> Kitten Mittens, and Poppins, uh, Max's ancient family dog, as the pieces, as the tokens. Uh, the board's houses are renamed Scams. And the hotels are called Extreme Makeovers. All right. You know how much I loathe Monopoly, but I, I might be tempted to try this because it looks really clever. Uh, the money is called Patty's Dollars, and the bills feature the face of Dennis Reynolds with a psychotic smile on his face. Uh, there are troll tolls uh, to be paid along the path of the board, while special Dayman and Nightman cards create unique scenarios that reference the show. I was just thinking about, remember that they did it live? at the uh, the tower. Oh yeah, yeah. The day man cometh. Day man cometh. God, was, was that a blast? So much fun. Live on stage, they did that whole presentation. It was hilarious. And they showed the the Christmas episode yeah, yeah. before anybody had seen it at the theater. Uh, it was uh, one of the one of the most fun nights yeah. that we've had. Uh, so it's always sunny, by the way. Currently in production for its 16th season, which make it makes it the longest running live action sitcom in the history of American television. <laughs> 
Uh, if you want to get the Always Sunny Monopoly set, it's forty five ninety nine. So, Is that about average price for a Monopoly? Game these days that seems expensive. It's, I think it's a little more. All right, yeah. all right. Uh, I would I would say it's close. I would guess Monopoly would be closer to twenty five thirty dollars, but yeah. I'm not really sure. I haven't bought one of the games in a long time. All right, other city beat uh, things here. Let's go with this one. Amir Thompson, Questlove, yeah, uh, has added children's author to his lengthy list of creative accomplishments, and on Sunday. Uh, the Roots drummer and film director is going to be promoting his debut children's novel called The Rhythm of Time alongside co-writer S.A. Cosby at the Free Library of Philadelphia's main branch. Is that one of mine, is he? No, S.A. Cosby. I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, the authors will discuss the time travel adventure and explore its themes of friendship, family, and music with uh, Maori Carmela Holmes, the founder of black-led arts organization Black Star. Uh, the hour-long event starts at 3 o'clock at the Free Library's main campus. And that guy, I don't know where he finds the time to do all this stuff. Yeah, he is constantly busy. Yeah, yeah. He started the project in a similar fashion to his other recent career moves, and that was while stuck at home during COVID. And he used uh, the extra time to tick off some bucket list things he otherwise wouldn't have had time to do. They include his directorial debut in the Academy Award-winning Summer of Soul, which I still have yet to see. I need to see that. I saw it. Looked re- is it good? It's great. Excellent. Uh, he did virtual DJ sets, purchased a farm in upstate New York, and find, uh, found the inspiration for a live-action adaptation of the Aristocats. Aristocats. Uh, the book, by the way, which is due out on Tuesday is intended for children's uh, children ages 10 and older. And it tells the story of two teenagers in Philadelphia who love building and testing gadgets. But trouble arises when one of them gets sent back in time to the 1990s. Uh, the teens discover that the actions one of them takes in the past can influence their present lives. And they work to get home safely, dodging bullets and government agents eager to get their hands on the time travel technology. So we're looking at the cover art of the thing. I, I, I can see this easily being optioned for, you know, a movie or an animated series. Yeah. Right? Agreed. Could you yeah. imagine that? Yeah. Um, and so tickets for the event. And you beat him in a drum off that time, Preston. I didn't Remember beat him. <laughs> we played together. Okay. <laughs> uh, for the library appearances, uh, cost, or the appearance costs uh, 26 bucks. Uh, guests will get a copy of the book, which they can pick up as they enter the auditorium. Uh, there's not going to be a signing at the event, though a limited number of books will be pre-signed. And given out on a first come first seated basis. Well, why don't we make the offer? If you do get bring the books by here, we'll sign them. Oh, so, we can yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll do that for Questlove. Sure, Love. yeah, yeah. No problem. He's an old friend of the show. <laughs> uh, all right, another city beat thing. This is a really interesting story. It has to do with New York. That's not our city, <laughs> but there is a Philadelphia tie into oh. this that is kind of clever. So, <laughs> whether you knew this or not, every time you order a bagel. Slattered with cream cheese at a New York City deli or bodega, you are subject to an additional tax. What? And yet, if you were to purchase those items separately, like a tub of cream cheese and a single unsliced bagel, there's no bagel tax that is levy. What the f***? So the idea is that a whole bagel, one you might buy at a grocery store, is a grocery item to be consumed ostensibly at home and thus exempt from New York State sales tax. Once the bagel has been sliced (laughs) at the time of order... And whether you put cream cheese or butter on it or not, it is then considered a prepared food like at a restaurant, and it can be taxed as such. But since the state started cracking down on its bagel-related tax code enforcement in 2010, 
The issue has been the source of outrage. And now one famous cream cheese brand is saying enough is enough, offering New Yorkers a bit of a tax break, so to speak, by turning their morning bagel into a tax loophole. So this Friday through tax day, (laughs) New Yorkers can indulge in a bagel with cream cheese inside that isn't subject to the state sandwich tax thanks to Philadelphia and bagel chain H&H Bagels. Wow. The tax-free bagel skirts the slicing and smearing aspect by putting cream cheese filling inside of the bagel itself. So from Friday to Monday. Yes. Okay. That's it. All right. I I kind of want to try that. They figured out how to put... Cream cheese oh into a bagel. This oh, is going to be so. I wonder if this ends up being a continuing. A I know. Well, I have know. you guys had the bagel minis at uh, Duncan? I have not. Yeah, I mean it's. Just, I mean they're mini, but it's essentially mini. this. They 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 have cream cheese in the middle of All these right. bagels. Isn't part of the pleasure of the cream cheese though on the toasted bagel that the, the cream yeah. cheese kind of melts a little bit when so, on the bagel sliced in half? Nick, do you think? Well, you couldn't toast this. That's what I'm saying. Could you? Well, could uh, you? Could you bake you it? Could. Yeah, you, you might be able to bake it. Yeah, yeah. but then but then you have to eat. The round part of the bagel all at the same time instead of the sliced part of the bagel. Because it squirts out. Eliminating at least 20% of the pleasure. Hey, these are just the, um, this is what you have to do in order to avoid the tax. I guess you're right. You know what? Uh, Sacrifice. I do agree. It's like a Boston Tea Party. I do agree that it would be much more satisfying having the sliced open side, eating it that way. Although it gets a little messy sometimes. Well, if, you yeah. have, if you have a mustache like we do, Nick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right. The, the, the cream cheese version of a Dirty Sanchez. Yeah. Mm. Let me ask you. Is this what you're talking about from Dunkin' Donuts here yeah. on, the, on the screens here yep. in the studio? Yes. I didn't. How How did I miss out on that? These are great. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, they just, they're just they kind of on like the right-hand side of the uh, the menu screen. Are they one and, case when they serve them? Yes. I'm a D.D. Yeah. Perks member. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you figured they would call me with this news. What the hell? should try them. Um, mm. I, I do have a question about sales tax, though, because uh, clothing, right? When you buy clothing, there's no sales tax on clothing, correct? Right. I think it depends on the state, doesn't it? Well, de- yeah. In Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. In Pennsylvania. Yeah, All right. no tax. So my question is this, then. Uh, I was buying a pair of golf shoes the other day. That were filled with cream cheese. It was. Maybe that's why they charge me sales tax. <laughs> no. But there was sales tax on my shoes. Did you buy them online or in store? In store. Okay, because sometimes um, I'll see tax show up on online, and it, it charges that. But then when you uh, when you go to look, they, I guess they see the shipping address or whatever it is, and the tax is taken off. Now this is in store, and I wasn't sure. Well, is it because this is a luxury item? You know, and that doesn't make any sense. Golf shoes. Yeah, shoes. I just not- looked this up. There are weird exemptions. For Pennsylvania sales tax when it comes to clothing, wearing apparel, apparel, accessories like aprons and gloves, headwear, leather apparel, maternity clothes, these are all exempt from the sales tax, sales tax, but not shoes. Well, so That's okay, bizarre. here. So hmm. ordinary shoes um, are not taxable. However, shoes for formal wear, ski boots, <laughs> bathing shoes, bowling shoes, golf shoes. Okay, there you go. Uh, so it looks like specialized shoes uh, are not exempt. That's from crazy. Tax. However, uh, nightgowns are exempt from tax. Really? Yes. Anybody wear a nightgown here? I wear it when I'm golfing. You know what? My wife got a a night teddy that I wear. (laughs) My my wife got a nightgown for a Halloween costume. She was the uh, big bad wolf. Remember, he dresses up in the grandmother's clothes. Yeah, yeah. uh, So it's just this long ass. Does she wear it at night? She does. Not all the time, but it was the full wolf head and everything. No, no, she doesn't wear it. Just a nightgown. (laughs) All right, Nick found this as well. Underwear. Is also exempt. It says underwear such as lingerie, girdles, garters, and garter belts, stockings, 
hosiery, pantyhose, and peds. What are peds? What are peds? Peds um, aren't that pedophiles? The, no, no, no. For the that's pedos. for your feet. Oh. Like uh, a, for foot lingerie? Pets? Yeah, well, pe- yeah, foot lingerie. <laughs> Hold on, I could be wrong. Let me see. Check out my foot lingerie. It's uh, it peds is in parentheses, by the way. Is or not parentheses, by in quotations. Assless socks. <laughs> assless socks. <laughs> <laughs> Can you I see my heels? Almost heelless socks. <laughs> no, I think they're like no show socks. Like they're like the right where Marissa, like am I right? Footies? Is that what peds are? Yeah. Like no 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 so like you would if you would want to wear a sock with a shoe but you don't want the sock to show so it's below the 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 shoe line. Okay. So I'm kind of wearing those right now, Kathy. Right? If you look at my shoes, right? no, those feel no, uncomfortable you, no, to me. Yeah, see, I don't like them. Yeah, yeah. we can see your socks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, so, but that falls under the underwear slash lingerie. Wait, Why so are these socks? are taxable or are not taxable? They're not taxable, they're not, right? Not. Yeah. Because they're in that underwear um, category. I have two sets of lingerie. One that I wear when I'm eating bacon. Mm-hmm. It mm. seems like it's um, the necessities that are not taxable. So they even cons- though they're they, throwing lingerie in there. They consider this more frivolous or, right? Yes. No, that Shoes. it's a necessity yeah. that you need it. No, it's saying oh. the other way. Right? Yeah, so they're saying it, it falls under the you don't have to pay taxes, so you need yeah, it. That's uh, like weird. you need your nightgowns. I remember the bizarre... Uh, so up in New York, blue laws, and we talked about this before, the bizarre nature of blue laws where you'd walk into a store mm-hmm. and they would have the most um, random, arbitrary things that you couldn't purchase. Yeah, blocked they, out. Yeah, it was yeah, crazy. Or behind a case or yeah. something like that. Uh, by the way, so uh, the bagels, going back to that, which is right. where we started. Walk like an Egyptian. We'll, what? The, the bangles, bangles. I'm oh. sorry. Uh, will be available at uh, H&H Bagels Manhattan locations from Friday, April 14th to Tuesday, April 18th and come in plain everything in cinnamon raisin varieties, all stuffed with uh, plain Philadelphia cream cheese. I think I want to try this. The tax-free bagels will cost $1.90 each. Uh, for non-New Yorkers, the bagels will also be sold nationwide online uh, by the half dozen for eleven forty while supplies last. And you can go to hhbagel.com. Is that that's where you get them? There's no yeah. in store? Uh you know, there are there are locations oh. in New York, but okay. I, I don't know I don't know of any you got H and H bagels, I'm not familiar. But apparently they're Philadelphia owned, so uh that's why I included it in the city. So they're owned, however, Philadelphia cream cheese was did not originate in Philadelphia. Correct. That came from New York. Yeah. What a and topsy-turvy that's, world. That's a Heinz Craft product, I believe. World Craft, of Heinz yeah. Craft. All right, well, anyway. <laughs> um, I think that's all we have time what? for, because we've got to give away some money. All right. We have the MMR concert cash keyword coming up in just a little bit, but thank you uh, for strolling the seats with uh, streets with us here. Uh, we also have a save the date announcement that we're going to get to, so let's take a break. We'll come back in a second, get both of those things as well as a bizarre file, and don't forget Tiffany performing in our studio this morning. Kid you not. Very cool. Little after 9 o'clock. Stay with us. It's a scientific fact. People like free shoes. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. MMR's Concert Cash. Now, here's your Concert Cash keyword. All right. The word is 100. H-U-N-D-R-E-D. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. And you can do it a couple of different ways. You can go to the contest page at WMMR.com. Or you can uh, enter via the MMR app or text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. And one random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. And all MMR winners get two tickets to the MMR BQ Saturday, September 16th. Tickets are on sale tomorrow, by the way, at 10 a.m. Winners will get a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. Uh, for the details on the show, text finally to 39333 uh, for a link to the information. But the word, the concert cash word right now is 100, H-U-N-D-R-E-D. Make sure you enter that now. We do the B file, and then we have a save the date announcement, so let's go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by our friends at J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning. Got junk, want it gone? Got floors, want them clean? Call J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning. Veteran-owned and operated. Started right here in southeastern Pennsylvania. Call 844-GET-J-Dog or visit jdog.com. We'll start with a Florida man story. Why not? You have to. A Florida man has been arrested after police say he threw chicken wings at his wife during an argument. With intent to kill? I don't know. There was definitely harm intended. So this half, police said they responded to a disturbance call at a home in Wildwood, Florida on Sunday night. When officers arrived, they say that the victim was holding a baby and asked to be taken somewhere safe. The victim told police that the defendant and her had been arguing over the defendant having a lover. Oh, the victim there said the go. defendant threw the wings at her with some hitting her on her shoulder and under her chin. You whore. Officers at the scene. I cast these chicken wings at you. Said they saw a chicken wing sauce on the victim's chin, neck, and shoulder. You're going to want to preserve that for the court uh, trial. The victim said that she tried to get away from the defendant by running with her baby to a bedroom. And according to the rest affidavit, there was an audio recording of this incident. Uh, when the victim didn't open the door... Police said the defendant is heard yelling, I'm about to beat your effing ass. Wow. And began violently banging on the door. Which it's not the way of the chicken. Clearly be heard on the audio recording. Uh, during questioning, officers said that Robert Francis Aduet uh, admitted getting mad and throwing the chicken wings, but that he did not. Uh, chicken wings. That he did not. <laughs> Where do we get that wrong, Kate? He did not intend to hit the victim. That's Tommy Boy. That's right? Tommy Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicken wings. Chicken wings. Tommy want wingy. Uh, so... He seems so pleasant in those clips. He also said that he went to the bedroom to get his cell phone from the victim. Audouet is charged with assault and booked into the county detention center. <laughs> Approximately, Steve, get ready. All right. 18,000 cows were killed, and one person was critically injured in an explosion at a dairy farm in the Texas Panhandle on Monday. 
Preston. Yes. That was an utter catastrophe. You're kidding me. Thank you. 18,000 Yeah, it's cows? crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. What's with this? these mass extinction events with chickens and cattle? There's fires. How do, how do 18,000 cows blow up? Well, I'll tell you. So the cows were in a holding area before... Let's put them next to the dynamite. ...before being brought in for milking when the blast occurred at the South Fork Dairy Farm. Uh, very few cows in the holding area survived. Police said... They received eight calls just before 7.30 p.m. Monday about an explosion and fire. Callers said that some employees were trapped inside of the milking building. When You don't want to go in the milking building. When law enforcement officials arrived at the dairy farm, they determined only a woman was trapped in the dairy building. Officers uh, said that the trapped individual was rescued from the building and airlifted to the hospital. It's crazy. The speculation, according to a representative, was that uh, probably what they call a honey badger which is a vacuum that sucks the manure and water out and possibly that it got overheated and probably the methane and something like that ignited and spread out and exploded. Wow. And then the fire. So you have so methane, methane from all of the uh, from all the manure. And that device that sucks the crap out is called a honey badger? A honey badger. Yeah. <laughs> Where does honey come into that? Well, we talked about this before. And so when uh, my sons worked at a campground, the, when they would That's pump the right. uh, the waste out, they called yeah. the honey wagon. That's oh. right. And then Nick, you had said something about a, a honey. The exact same thing. I mean, like the, yeah. the um, porta potties. Yes. You know, the things that empty those. Those are called honey wagons. So Nick, why does reason. it taste so good when you put it in your teeth? <laughs> you, uh, huh. you know, that's uh, ironic. Yeah, they go. It's a filtration. It's a filtration yeah. process. process. They go through, yeah. Yeah. Do you think though, uh, after the explosion, like it actually smelled good? I like, was wondering, like steak. I, you know what? You know. Do you like the? Do you like farm smell, like manure smell, occasionally now and then? No, I, but I, I do, sort of do. I do like the cook of, or the smell of cooking steak. So maybe, huh. uh, it, Casey, it had to have at yeah. some at some point. You right. had to have smelled. What well, maybe you don't let it go to waste. Was steak? Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Here's another story for you. The other day, James West was driving near his home in Alaska when something caught his eye. He lingering behind some dumpsters off of the road. West spotted a young moose. He huh. said it was odd to see a moose there. Uh, looking closer, it became odder still. A second glance, West noticed that something was in the moose's mouth. Unsure of what it was, he decided to stop and get a better look. He said, I made my way closer to investigate. The closer I got, I could tell his breathing wasn't right, and he was chewing profusely. And it was at that time my heart sunk into my stomach. He realized the moose had a plastic garbage bag lodged down his throat. Oh. And he was struggling to breathe with that deadly obstruction. He said, I knew immediately that I had that he needed help and fast. Mouth to mouth, right? No, he did not oh, do mouth to mouth on the oh. moose. Wild moose are known to be defensive against uh, perceived threats, getting too close. So West was cautious as he approached. Why don't you forget yeah. the moose? He can't. For a moment. Attempting to earn the animal's trust in the process. The speed and power of moose is unforgiving. It would only take one kick to hospitalize someone, if not kill them, West said. But. He said after about 10 minutes of talking to him... Okay, all right, I'm listening, I'm listening. ...and slowly getting closer... You're not going to hurt me? He definitely under... He said he definitely... You're not going to forget the moose for a moment? He, understand, he understood that I was not there to hurt him. All right. When Wes finally got close enough, he grabbed the trash bag... Yeah. ...that was dangling from the moose's mouth... Okay. ...and began to pull it... All right. ...and he got it out. He said it came out moderately easy. Oh. And at the end, we had the flowers. Uh, being rid of the choking plastic, the moose suddenly transformed. He said it began to get what I would only describe as excited and playful. You're the best. Uh, he said that... What are you doing after this? Uh, there was actually a point in time I was worried that he was going to try to play with me... ...and I'd get hurt unintentionally like a big clumsy puppy. They're so huge uh-huh. and so powerful. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, good. So what do they eventually could become besties? Well, and with that, it said the moose seemed to regard West as a friend. Ah, uh, yeah. There we go. Afterward, West declined, uh, decided to clean up other bits of trash and debris from the ground. He went the, back to the site the next day, and the moose killed him around the dumpster and uh, drop him inside so that it wouldn't be a threat to other animals. And while doing so, he found a pumpkin someone had tossed out. So he gave it to the hungry moose who gobbled it up. That's eagerly. wild. No. Did you, I, I don't know if you have this in your collection of stories, Preston. You see the story about, I think it was an elk that had, <clears throat> it had faced off against another elk and had the ripped off head of that other elk in it. No. Yes. Oh, I've not seen that. Yeah, yes. I saw that. Right. It was stuck in its antlers. Stuck in its antlers. And there was nothing uh, that, that the, antlers. the elk that won could do about to it. To get it off. Yes. Don't you hate that when the, the head of the person you've beaten in <laughs> yeah. battle is stuck to your own head? Yeah. It was Here, Preston. It was, it That's was the it. final retribution yeah. of the other one. Yeah. You know? You're, you're going to be stuck with this now. Yeah. It will yeah. haunt you but for the rest always. of your days. Uh, but eventually, he said the moose was uh, high-spirited and happy. I'm said, generally happy-go-lucky. <laughs> he said, I stayed there for about an hour watching him eat and play. I don't like girls who wear a lot of makeup and I enjoy hang gliding. And I took some photos and simply felt relieved things turned out the way they did. Eventually, Wes departed, leaving the once imperiled animal, animal in a better place than he had found it. Love you, bro. That's yeah. good. Love you, bro. <laughs> All right. And that's it. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right. Uh, we have an announcement uh, to make. This is a save the date announcement for you. Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm sorry. What? I thought that's what you were handing me. No, but uh, you can do that, too. Let I mean, me mention this first. You have uh, you got less than five minutes remaining uh, to enter the word 100. That is our uh, concert cash giveaway. So uh, you can do that through WMMR.com or through the MMR app, or you can text it to 45911, okay? So 100 is word. All right, now our Save the Date announcement. We are happy to announce the I Bleed for President C. Blood Drive. Oh. All right. Here's the deal, and because we're coming up on the on the 56-day waiting period between blood donations, we want to make right. sure that you're aware of this. So it's going to be on a Friday, June 16th, and uh, we are going to have two locations this year. Uh, so we are going to be at Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia and the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks, like we did last year which turned out to be a great combination. It was terrific. Uh, the uh, Live Casino uh, location makes it a little easier for people in Jersey and Delaware. And uh, we've been doing it at Oaks for a while, so we've got a good system there, and that's a little further out west, and uh, it helps for people in that region as well. But here's the deal. We want you to make note of the date, Friday, June 16th, because if you're an active donor, the last day that you can donate and still be eligible for our event will be April 20th. So that's approaching. Today right. is the uh, 13th, so we're only a week away from that. So jot it down, June 16th, and it's a Friday. And we'll be broadcasting live, I believe, from the uh, Expo Center at Oaks. We had a great time last year. Yep, and you'll be able to make an appointment to donate beginning May 8th. So we're not taking appointments yet. We're just giving you this advance warning so that you can get out and donate. Because, listen, we don't want to discourage anybody from no. donating whenever they can. But we also want to have a big showing at our event. Yes. Know, it's an annual event. This is our 18th one Whoa. that we've done, by the way. Wow. Can you believe that? Yeah. Casey, so. you have to bring your scooters to the, uh, yes. to the event. Friday, June 16th, the last day for active donors to donate is April 20th in order to qualify for us. So we just wanted to give a, head, a heads up on that. So uh, when we get into May, that's when we'll remind you about making appointments and all this stuff. You can actually click events. 
at WMMR.com and get the full details. And it is from the American Red Cross and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first, of course. All right, we're going to break. We're going to come back in a moment or two. Don't forget, Tiffany's going to be in our studio. She's performing live today, going to be at City Winery. We're looking forward to talking to her and more. So stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Finally, M.M. Barbecue 2023, starring Shinedown, Billy Idol, Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, plus special guests, A. Ron Jones, Larkin Poe, Dirty Honey, Finger 11. MMR's local shots opener, Vixen 77. And the return of the Preston and Steve side stage with you fronting live band karaoke. Tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster. Lawn tickets start at just 25 bucks. Complete details at WMMR.com. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Real quick, if you guys don't mind, I want to do a shout-out. This is requested from Randy Darrow, who said, uh, I'm requesting a shout-out from my boyfriend, Joe. Uh, and I got this yesterday, and uh, Randy says tomorrow he has 13 years sober. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. And he moved down here to North Carolina about eight months ago. So they, they live in North Carolina. Uh, we had to listen. It says, we had to listen to some kitchen thing on Thanksgiving. <laughs> what? I don't know what that means. <laughs> So uh, I like to listen to my toaster. However, he, now we, listen every day, and it keeps him from getting homesick. And he listened to you all every day before work for years. He tells me all the details about your radio family. Casey's in recovery, too. Preston loves to play his drums. Nick's loves uh, Pearl Jam. Kathy is a prude. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve used to do stand-up. Uh, thanks, y'all. For, so this person is yes, definitely legit. A, a Carolina native. Yeah. Uh, thanks, y'all, for giving access to WMMR fans no matter where they live. And thanks to the chat room for being so awesome. Oh, that's cool. Nice. And they say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Santa's got to go. <laughs> and that is from uh, Randy Darrow. So there you go. Yeah. And congratulations. Uh, Santa's got to go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what this means. Well, you had said she had mentioned a kitchen thing and nobody knew what that was. On Alice's Rest? Oh, Alice's oh. Restaurant? Oh. I don't know. Marissa yeah. wrote a note down that says, Alice's Restaurant question, kitchen thing? That might be what she was Probably. listening to, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Is that a, is, do they mention kitchen uh, thing? Is, there's a restaurant involved, right? There's a kitchen and a restaurant. Alice's Restaurant. Ah, who knows? Hang on. Marissa, no, I need to know the answer to this. Why? What is there a reference to kitchen thing in Alice's Restaurant? I don't know the song. Well I mean, enough. as soon as she said Alice's, as soon as she said we listened to a kitchen thing on Thanksgiving, Connor and I both oh. looked at each other and were like, you're cooking on Thanksgiving oh. listening to Alice's Restaurant. That could yeah. be it. That just I don't know. felt right. I don't yeah, know. I don't yeah. know. It was a throwaway. We spent way too much time on it. Thank <laughs> you for Randy, get back to me Randy. and tell me why. <laughs> we want to know what the hell that means. Um, and then I'd like to thank... Uh, Nick brought this in. It's uh, from a listener. We had mentioned uh, uh, some Gaelic uh, sporting events that were coming up. And she sent over to us a... Uh, it's been... Uh, what do you call this? Uh, this is a hurling stick that I'm that right. I have, but, oh, wow. but it's been etched or I, I don't it's know what engraved, engraved, carved, wood burned, wood burned. Thank yes. you. That's what I was looking for. 
And it says, it's a hurling stick, says Preston and Steve uh, with our official logo and the 93.3 WMMR official logo. That's awesome. And what is this phrase, Nick? It's a Natoreg, which I'm not quite sure what that means in in Gaelic. uh, And it's the Natoreg Philly Hurling and Camogie Club, or Camogie. And uh, Sam Gladnick dropped that off this morning specifically for our Sharts and Crafts. Thank you, because that's where I'm going to put it. Yes. That's we exactly have a Sharks it. and Crafts Museum yes. that is actually, I think, expanding its boundaries. Pre- I mean, you, I, I you're going to need more room. I think I have more All room right. that I can fit. So we have Sharks and Crafts. Those are little handmade items that people send to us because, uh, you know, they, they get, we don't, we don't know what to do with them. And we want to honor yeah. them. So we're going to put it on display, and I'll put this in the Sharks and Crafts. Have you ever, yeah. have you ever seen that played? Uh, hurling, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's really cool. It's pretty wild, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like... Um, uh, it's kind of like a, a lacrosse, but there's no basket. Yeah. yeah, there's no net on the on the. They have to balance it on this flat board. It's sort of like a cross between a lacrosse stick and a field hockey stick, exactly yeah. without yeah. a net. Yeah, it's intriguing. So, um, and uh, they're they're pretty badass weapons. Too. You know what? That'd make a hell of a uh, sorority paddle. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> You'd cripple wow. someone. All right. So thank you. We appreciate that. All right. Now we're going to talk about dragons. Yes. Okay. It's about time. It's about time. I We're think tearing finally, the Band-Aid off. Finally said it. And I just just plainly this, throw it out there. I mean, there's an age, a, a love story for the ages was almost decimated by this. This is true. Yeah. And we have a, a local university. Na- you know, they're... they're right. They're Dr- 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 Drexel Dragons. It's a dragon, yeah. Yeah. for crying out loud. That's their mascot. Uh, no, Nick had... I just need you to tell the story because I don't know what what's up here. I want to preface this by saying it is incredibly stupid. Okay, but my brain is basing this in science on a fictional animal, right? right. Okay, so uh, we were on vacation last week, and uh, I was on a hike with my fiance, and we you started, were on Pandora. We, no, we were in St. John in the U.S. Virgin Islands. <laughs> okay, and uh, we started talking about actually, you know what started the conversation? Preston was uh, Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon. We both mm. watched it. We both really liked the show, and it occurred to me. That there is no scientific way that a dragon should be able to breathe fire. And here's why. All animals that have lungs breathe in oxygen and then breathe out carbon dioxide. Mm -hmm. Oxygen would create the fire. Uh, Carbon dioxide, which is being exhaled, would extinguish the fire. So I say this to Andrea and she says, well, there's a way to ignite the fire in in the dragon's mouth. And I this is her explanation. That this is what she believes. There is a little troll of sorts that hangs out in the back of the dragon's mouth. No. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm all right, so I've already declared you the winner. Steve, well, yeah. the, the, according to Andrea, the, the troll has like a little lighter. And it is part of the like the magical lore. I'd never heard of this before, but her contention is that's how a, a dragon is able to breathe fire. So and I, I thought that this was insane. I would call it not breathing fire. I'd call it exhaling fire. And I and I've always assumed that there is some sort of a genetic material liquid within the the yeah, dragon's like system. The same way someone would take a, a fire breather, quote right. unquote, would expel fire. But if you if you're exhaling carbon dioxide at the same time, wouldn't that naturally put the fire out? No, no. and I'll tell you why. If it's Steve's theory, which I agree with, that it's not unlike a spitting cobra. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that shoots the venom out. Mm-hmm. It's a liquid. Okay, so it's a liquid that's coming out now. You need to ignite that. Right. And I think that's where the troll comes in. The troll <laughs> is there. No, I think that there would be some type of uh, a way to generate a spark. Yes. A la Teeth like a flint, or like an electric eel, yeah, or maybe something like that. Arca spark. I would think that there's a, a new band name. That there's a way, and in fact, uh, have you seen the How to Train Your Dragon? Yes. Okay. There's, That's real. 
There was a two-headed one. Yes, I yeah. remember. And yeah. one would create the spark, and the other one would create the either the gas or the yeah. liquid or whatever that would ignite. Okay. Right. So I think there's a way to create a spark with their, you know, something inside their mouth. But yeah. I think, Steve, it's like a flamethrower, an actual, you know, yeah. like military flamethrower sure. is has a a, a liquid. Gas that comes out, absolutely gasoline, not mm-hmm. you know type of, of material, a fuel. There, yes. That's a better word for it. A An fuel. incendiary fuel, and then would stick on stuff as well, so which right. makes it very unpleasant. Very, very unpleasant. Right. Yeah. Not a fun day. Um, I mean, here's the deal. Like, yeah, I, I guess Nick, your theory is flawed because you're thinking that they're breathing out. And I really, think, yeah. all it all it is, is 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 fire is just a chemical reaction. Right. That's that's all that is. And so so for this fictional character creation uh, creation to breathe uh, or spit out fire there's just two things that are that are reacting to one another as <laughs> like you're saying spitting out venom and right. not, not breathing out that becomes that mm-hmm. be, or, or, I, I, uh, the flamethrower correlation mm-hmm. works for me now if you were to move on to Godzilla and I'm sure you guys, I'm sure the fight <laughs> descended is into Godzilla this. a dragon? Godzilla is dragon-ish but not a dragon He's king of the monsters, so in case you don't know. But he, because of his radioactive origins, that is a, that is a ray. That is a, so that is not a, that's, he's not expelling fire. And that's the difference. Okay. Wait, no it, trolls involved. There's a, there's a scene in House of the Dragon where there's like a slow-mo build up to one of the dragons possibly breathing out fire. And you're kind of like looking in. To the back of the dragon's mouth. It's a TV show, Nick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're talking about reality. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. But yeah. wouldn't that TV show be based in reality? No. I if you want reality, you got to go to train your dragon. I know what you're saying. I've seen several movies and TV shows that do involve dragons, and they'll, you'll see them open their maw. Right. And you'll see kind of a, a beginning of a flame right. way in the back, like slowly building, and then all of a sudden, whoo, it comes Cooking that bitch out. up. Right. And and that might that might have to uh, to do with your theory uh, in, in that fact that that couldn't happen because it's carbon dioxide right. and not pure oxygen coming out lit on fire. I just think that the dragon's abilities would be limited by the carbon dioxide coming out of its lungs. You would have to expel so much of that to to, to extinguish the fire. It, it, it wouldn't work. The same way uh, someone who is a performer, a fire breather. All right. But you don't. You point. don't have that. They're oh, they're also breathing out the same way. Your our dragon with the troll would breathe, and that doesn't do anything to diminish the. But they're shoot. They're definitely shooting a fuel out. They're shooting yeah. a fuel out as opposed to a, like a gas. So yeah. did I lose this argument? No, 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 he did there's a not. Man with a troll? Lost. You both lost. The troll. I, I mean, I, she, oh, you mean with, with awesome. Andrea? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't, the, tro- the, the troll the inside troll? her mouth. Shut up! Come on! I think that she was trying to crazy <laughs> woman an explanation. Get real. This is we're talking dragons, right? So, so what does actually light the fire? That's well, what- that that's up for grabs now, and it could be a, a number of different things. If you look at the, um, we have there, there are creatures you said the spitting cobra or or an electric eel. Um, the, I would assume that there's something maybe like that. And I wonder if if dragon lore has ever accommodated in the writings for all because dragons have been a part you go back to you know the the dynasties of china you know the 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 dragons uh I, did they have fire breathing dragons or was that more a yeah. in china or yeah. okay i think so so there's, there's a couple of different distinctions of dragons there's the long serpentine like right. dragon which would be more... and, and then there's the the larger bodied dragon your the, full body the serpentine one looks like a you know essentially a snake right that's got smaller legs on it and then a big dragon head uh, and can be you know can kind of 
coil. Uh, and then the other dragon, like in in uh, Game of Thrones, they're more right. like larger body. Those things couldn't fly anyway. Their bones have to weigh way too much. Well, to be here's able to the fly. deal: we still can't fully understand how the bumblebee flies. So I think, um, okay. scientifically, if we're going to be 100% accurate, we don't know how dragons fly. By the way, uh, uptick in, in bumblebees in our house this week. Like, a lot yeah. of them. And we, yes. can't, we can't figure out where they're coming from. I went for a walk yesterday. They were everywhere. Yeah. And I, we looked outside for a bumblebee nest, couldn't find one. Uh, and there... And, uh, you didn't a, work one over to find out where they came from. No, and I, but, and bumblebees, Steve, uh, fall under that realm of bee, uh, uh, insects that we want to let live and get out of the house. Right. Stink bugs, uh, either squished uh, or put into the don't right squish. Away. No. If you squish, you create you release a pheromone that attracts other stink bugs. Ooh. Right, and so what you want to do is you want to either flush it or get. It's like when you get a dragon in your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I catch, said that, I catch the stink bugs and throw them out. That's oh, in the trash can. No, 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 outside. Oh, yeah. all right. You're free. Yeah. I put them in the... It's like born free. Flies, flies I kill immediately. I hate flies. <laughs> I mean, they don't do any harm to me, but it, they, they multiply like crazy. By the way, all right, so while we, this is news you can use as you start your day. Okay. Um, I've always heard that there is a short lifespan of your common house fly. Yeah. Not true. Well, and, it depends and on what yet, you mean short. They live I have se- <laughs> And I'm sure it's the same damn fly... Like forever. By the way, they don't grow in size. Like if you see a really big fly, yeah. it's not one that started off as a little fly and then grew into a big one. That was just... It has to do with their gestation period and how big they come out. I know it's disgusting. But Superfly was a pimp, right? Yeah. Superfly was yeah. a pimp, yeah, as right. far as I know. But um, uh, you, but so uh, the, I've heard that as little as like 72 hours for a, a fly's life, that doesn't seem viable. No, I think they're more like 30 days. Okay. It's what I, because I, I did a little research on flies one time because I got a bunch of my house and they were pissing me off. Right, yeah. And I was curious about the larger fly thing, and that's what I read anyway. I don't know. That a fly is, bo- a fly is born at the size it's... Yeah. Yeah, it, really? doesn't, it doesn't increase in size, like, How would from, that you not- know, eating a lot of protein or anything like that. Yeah, creatine. You know, flies are one of the dirtiest or carry the most, like, germs oh, yeah. in an insect. Absolutely. Gross. <laughs> I don't like those. They're disgusting. Um, hang on a second here. We have uh, people calling in about the dragon thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then, by the I, way, this is uh, this is uh, the closest we're going to get to a TED talk. <laughs> let me let me go to let me go to Susan real quick here. Hi, Susan. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hi, Susan. You're not calling about a dragon thing, are you? Oh no, I'm calling because I just won a thousand dollars. And that's that's. That's how you do it. Susan, nice can job. you put some of that money towards dragon research for us? We'd really appreciate it. Uh, I would, but it's gone towards medical bills because I got hurt six weeks ago and oh. bills are piling in. Oh, I'm my Sorry goodness. to hear that. What happened to you, Susan? I fell and broke my leg right up near my hip. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, this comes just in time, so this, this can help out. Absolutely. I am, you. like, still shaking, but oh. I just want to call in and say thank you. Oh, you are the best. Where are you from, Susan? Drexel Hill. Drexel oh, Hill. Excellent. All right. Well, not only that, and you would be fully healed by the time we get to September and the MM barbecue, and you've got some tickets for that show as well. So congratulations to you. Right. Thank you so much. You Have bet. a great day. All right. Let's hear it for Susan. Oh. MMR's concert cash winner. Delco. And Delco. And uh, next time we're going to do it. It's around 10. Don't forget, uh, MM barbecue tickets go on sale tomorrow morning yes. at 10 a.m. All right. Let me go over to Ed, who's a firefighter, knows all about dragons, can tell us everything. <laughs> well, I don't know about dragons, but oh. I can tell you. First of all, uh, 
at least from a human standpoint, when you exhale air, there is at least 20% of oxygen still in that in that exhaled air. Oh, all right. Remember when back in the day when it was when you did CPR, you would you would breathe out directly into someone else. Mm-hmm. Remember, you would do mouth to mouth. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So right. you you were you were sending oxygen into their system, right? So you're still providing about twenty percent of oxygen. So to say that the carbon dioxide would put it out is not true. There's still oxygen in that outflowing air. Hey, right. um, Ed, I do real quick. I do have a question about mouth mouth resuscitation because uh, yeah. we we've been told that uh, it's more important to focus on chest compressions if you should yeah. be doing CPR. Is is mouth to mouth done now? Is there any reason yeah. you should ever give anyone horny. mouth to mouth besides being uh, horny? N- no, no, not really. Um, I mean, even there's like even the uh, you know the masks that they put in those those the one way valve masks that they used to give yeah. us, um, they're pretty much gone from our medical bags now. Now we have uh, what we call a BDM or bag valve mask. It's yeah. basically that big bulb thing that you squeeze sure. the air into. Yeah. So yeah, any any more like human to human air transfer is done. No. Okay. Kidding. Wow. So that's done. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. That's right. why that woman in the park was screaming the other day. Yeah, you weren't supposed to do that. No. Yeah. I'm All right, Ed. So, as far as fire, the literal definition of fire is the rapid oxidation of a material. Okay. So, what they used to teach was the old fire triangle. You need you need a heat source, fuel, and oxygen. There's actually now we call what's the tetrahedron, which is there's a chemical reaction that caught that sustains the fire. Okay. So um, just to give you an example, rapid oxidation, technically rust is a type of fire. Okay. It is it's oxidation, but it's a slow oxidation. So it's, it's, but it's not, so it's not like that's, rapid oxidation. It's, he's, he's, that's exactly right. And then now that you say that, and I never thought of it. So it's, it's sort of um, the same way a, a glacier is a, is a slow moving river because it's a, a river of ice. It is moving, but it's right. like, and rust would be the same with fire in a way. Mm. So as far as, as, I guess, a dragon, as long as there is some kind of external ignition source, um, I mean, we know there's animals out there that can create light, and electric eels can create that shock. So as far as a dragon, if it can create some kind of ignition source at the point where it's spitting out whatever the flammable material is, there's no reason why it can't create fire. So, Ed, when you've... Responded to a dragon generated fire situation. <laughs> yes. Do you encounter the long uh, sort of uh, Chinese version or do you find the full bodied Game of Thrones version? Yeah, it was more like, more like the Game of Thrones. Okay. okay. And how do you feel on the troll theory? <laughs> uh, I. Not really sure. I don't believe in trolls. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I think, Nick, you're both wrong. I think you're right. You know, I think uh, you're right I, that we're wrong. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate <laughs> it. I think the troll makes her, and I love her to death, Andrea, more wrong <laughs> than you are less right. It was yeah. a theory I'd yeah, never yeah, heard yeah, yeah, before. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, wouldn't his stool burn every time? Yeah. I assume he's sitting on something. He right? has to sit yeah. back there. So a troll lives in the dragon's mouth. Yeah, with like a flint. All the time. Uh-huh. Okay. And that's how the well, fire gets I away. assume he, he will, like, he leaves for family gatherings and things of that nature. Yeah, but, like, where does his family live? Another dragon? In the dragon's ass? No. Yeah, maybe all the dragons have to get together and they just open their mouths. And then they can meet with each other. It's yeah. a symbiotic relationship. The same way with the, what they call the remora, the sucker fish that lives on a shark. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah, actually, yeah. No. They, you know what? There is a... Okay. <laughs> I saw this one time, and I forgot the name of this creature. It's uh, the suckerfish made me think of it. Where it will, it will. It's it's a a, 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 a a marine animal, and it will go into a certain kind of fish's mouth. Yes, it will. It will. Uh, 
eat its tongue, <laughs> and it will stay latched onto that area, and it essentially becomes the fish's tongue. Is it a lamprey? I don't know. Okay. That is bizarre. Isn't that bizarre? And lamprey, it, and it, oh. And it will be in an opportunity to feed off of whatever the fish is feeding off of. Okay. Yet it is Ew. still a functional, usable yes. tongue yes. for the fish. Like the, touch, the, the fish doesn't have any sation. It's a Gene Simmons. It's very weird. Yeah. Uh, what about the one, Nick? I think it uh, uh, the, is it like the kangaroo, the lamprey? Is that the one that will swim into the urethra? I'm not sure, Steve. I think the lamprey is the really nasty-looking suckerfish guy. Oh, yes. Okay. And, and they end up... Maybe hanging out with sharks too. Yeah, this is way different. The lamprey. Okay. We're looking at a picture of it. It's way different. The 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 the, the tongue, the fish tongue thing. Fish tongue is very tiny. Baby fish mouth. Yeah, baby fish. <laughs> yeah, but man, wasn't that wild? Well, and when you ask, what do you do for a living? Right. I'm a tongue for right. a fish. I think I just saw Tiffany run out of the. Uh, of, of the she wants, Acme no, lounge. she's getting a pen and paper. She wants <laughs> to take down this very usable information. It's no part of this yeah, radio yeah, yeah. show. Uh, hang on, I want to go to uh, okay. Here's here's a theory on how there may be combustion involved with the dragon. All right, uh, I have Derek uh, on the phone. Hi, Derek. Good morning. Hey, morning. Hey, what's up, Derek? Uh, not much. Uh, so I'm I'm thinking because I spent time actually thinking about this as silly as it sounds. <laughs> okay. That, uh, so uh, if you have any uh, understanding about like car mechanics and uh, uh, so diesel engines. Use combustion, uh, or not combustion, but use um, compression. Use heat to ignite the diesel. Yeah, fuel. they don't have spark plugs. Yeah, there's no spark plugs. Right, it's just simply the com- the compression that makes it ignite. Well, there's a heat. Yeah, there's a right. heat element, though, right? Uh, so the, initially, yeah, but once uh, you have low plugs to, to initially get everything kind of warmed up, but once it's warm, it uses the compression of the engine to keep the you know to just keep. Keep going. Well, and then oh. Kathy just slid me a note saying the inside of a dragon's body would be warm enough to to ignite the diesel. It's, I mean, you know, there's lots of strong muscles in a, in a, in a human's body, so we to say there's no strong pocket that pushes this diesel fuel out of another passageway. I like your thinking. I, love it. I, I love like it. your. Besides that, but you know what? It's actually then never been a, a worse time to be a dragon because diesel is so expensive. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's yeah. tough. Well, you know, if you're producing it himself, you can just... That's true. Like Good point. Wait, right. do, do dragons eat brimstone? Because people Derek. were texting that in and saying that that, that might <gasps> That's be true. a way Maybe. to ignite fire. Fire and brimstone. Right? Um, did you ever see the movie Rain of Fire, the Christian Bale I film? I did not. I did not. And uh, it's actually pretty good. Is it pretty good? And it's a, it's a well, documentary act. <laughs> Steve, people were saying that as far as this ridiculous argument goes, that Rain of Fire has a decent explanation as to where the actual fire comes from. I think it, and, and yes, and I don't remember exactly what that is. Okay. It's certainly not a troll. Was <laughs> Matthew, <laughs> absurd. Was Matthew McConaughey in them? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'd heard it wasn't that good, so it, I'm surprised. It, is it an Academy Award winner? No. But no. what it is, it, it has a cool depiction about the how dragons have lived on this planet for years and right. were laying dormant for a while until uh, they were building a another uh, a tunnel system in right. England and let them loose. Let me go to, hang on, we're going to go back to CPR for a second. <laughs> we're between dragons and CPR. Hi, Chris, you're on the air. Hey, you guys rock. Thank you, man. You want to clear something up as far as uh, mouth-to-mouth and CPR goes? I did. So listen, so I own a CPR training center um, and one misconception out there is that we're doing away with the mouth-to-mouth. Okay. Yeah. For the adult, let's say you see somebody go down, you witness somebody collapse, you know, it works really good by just pushing on the chest and doing compressions only. Okay. Okay. The big misconception is, number one, babies and children. Right. 
babies and children have to have mouth-to-mouth. Like, we can't express that enough. So babies and children, they don't have the oxygen stored in their body that uh, an adult would. Ah. Therefore, they need that mouth-to-mouth because babies and children, they thrive off of oxygen. Um, most cardiac arrests in children haven't uh, happened because of a lack of oxygen. So um, with babies, with children, think of anybody under a teenager. You okay. need to be doing that mouth-to-mouth. Anybody sure. under a teenager, you need to go the mouth-to-mouth route. Is, is some of that predicated, uh, Chris, on the fact also that um, forcing down on a child's rib cage or, or doing compression like that could be uh, more problematic? So, no, I mean, so... I mean, babies are pretty pliable, honestly. Um, there's a lot of cartilage there, so they're pretty flexible. We're not worried. And think about it, when we're doing when we're doing CPR, like that is like the worst of the worst situations. Like we're not really worried about you know, you know something you know something were to crack or something. Like you know, we're we're trying yeah. to save the first flight. Yeah, you want to do both on on kids and and uh, babies. So, you want to do uh, so anyone under yeah. a teenager. You really want to do the breaths and the compressions. Thirty compressions, the two breaths. Um, but the big thing too about adults, and once again, this is a big misconception. The theory behind why we don't do mouth-to-mouth is that adults have oxygen stored in their blood. It just needs to get circulating. So as as a CPR instructor, what's the the current consensus on dragon trolls? Uh, lots of water. Lots of water. Lots, lots, lots of water, water for the dragon troll. Yeah, like, uh, he right. came, called in with legit information we should all know. Uh, and then yeah. there's the man or the troll in the back of the dragon. We mouth. need to loop him in. Yeah. All right. So thank he's you, just Chris. sitting there wondering what he does. Appreciate so, yeah. it. All right. What? Thank you. Uh, let me go to... Oh, he wants something else. I'm sorry. Uh, hang on. I want to go to Zachary. Hi, Zach. You're on the air, man. <laughs> Hey guys, first things first, I just want to say you guys rock. Oh, um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, now, you've talked about this before, you said. Yeah, yeah so me and my friends play Dungeons and Dragons, so um, we like to consider ourselves kind of experts on the uh, on on the, the topic, but we discovered that um, there's a couple of species of insects, uh, mainly bombardier beetles, that like have these chemicals stored in their abdomen that they sort of mix up and spray out. And these chemicals tend to get very, very hot, almost to the boiling po- point of water, so we figured that if dragons were real, they probably have something similar to that, where they sort of like store uh, like chemicals or oxygen in certain parts of their bodies that they kind of mix up with something else to right. sort of shoot out flames. Interesting. So like like a, like a like a, a, a boiling oil type of thing. Yeah, sort of uh, so, like sort of like a natural oil or sort of like yeah. a natural kind of like, or like a, a bile, like burning substance. Yeah. Um, Interesting. How do they ignite so, it? They don't need to. Right now, what wouldn't make sense is there are different types of dragons, and some of them shoot things like lightning out. I don't know how that. That's just ridiculous. Out, but... Well, wait a minute. Speaking of ridiculous, <laughs> Zach, we need you to weigh in. How about the troll in the mouth thing? The troll in the mouth thing. Um, it's absurd. So in Dungeons and Dragons, trolls are considered, I think, large. Um, I, someone's probably going to yell at me for that, but so. Could they fit into a dragon? It depends on the type of dragon. Like the older the dragon, the bigger they get. That makes so sense. Like a really, really old dragon probably could swallow a troll up. Uh, but sort of like a young or even like an adult dragon, I don't think it's actually that possible. Uh, and most most medical experts would advise against it, right? Yeah. Could they even live in that environment? I'd have to call my uh, my dragon specialist. But I, think <laughs> they, uh, I think they would agree to not do that to your dragon. Uh, how much? Control. How much do you want to bet that Zach's dragon expert is like a trial attorney in the city? Right, right. I got to take this. All right, thank you, Zach. We appreciate it, man. No problem, guys. You guys rock. All right, see you later. And then uh, wait, we do have a chemistry teacher. Oh, all right. Tom is a chemistry teacher. Oh. Hey, Tom. Good morning. Good morning, you guys. How are you? Great, man. So you're you're uh, a learned man. What what do you what do you say about all this? Uh, it, I took off today <laughs> just I, for this I put conversation. The radio on, and 
the the randomness <laughs> and the excitement of this show. It sounds like my eighth grade middle school. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. The intrigue. The questions, oh, my God, you guys could sit right in the back of the room. <laughs> We'd fit it's right awesome. in. Thank you. Uh, the, the questions just come out from the kids that, that you guys are discussing, and they're like, what, what about dragons? And I love entertaining this stuff because, you know, they're thinking chemistry. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. And everybody, everybody needs to know about dragons. True. But uh, it's funny because we talk about a life process. Living things produce waste, and we came up with the idea that maybe the waste produced by the dragons is the creates the fuel. Okay. Oh. And all of the, uh, a firefighter called a little or a, a little while ago and, and talked about how you need, and he was referencing some sort of activation energy to light the fuel, like kind of like the, the the clicking lighter, yes. like gas lighter. You so what's your theory? What's your theory on how that that spark, that ignition point, well, where does it come when from? When the dragon, when the dragon opens his mouth, there's that click, and there's a spark produced by the teeth, perhaps. That's uh, what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah flint in their teeth, or yeah. something. Yeah, or he, uh, what's what's uh, the wintergreen? Oh yeah, the oh, lifesaver. Lifesaver. Yeah, if you bite yeah. into that, it'll create yeah, a spark. A spark. Yeah. Yes, that. Yeah. Hey, why does that happen? <laughs> by the way, Tom. Um. Because the, I'm going to give you an eighth grade answer. Okay. <laughs> That's our education. The, You're the, good. the molecules, the, the particles in there, I guess, when you bite down, there's friction between them, and it creates a spark. And okay. there's instant love, by the way, with that spark. Yes. That's right. Yes. Hey, you always know a definitive scientific answer when the guy giving it says, I guess. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, Tom. Thanks for weighing in. Tell your class we say yeah. hi. That's cool. Very cool. So, uh, is Tom so saying the kids in Pensbury? Uh, Pensbury. Oh, oh, Kathy's alma mater. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thank hey, you, Tom. Have a great day, you guys. Thank you, too. <laughs> See you, Tom. Let's go. Is he essentially saying that the fuel for the fire is essentially like poop and poop. pee? Yeah, some kind of a waste. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you stop and think about, so take the, the correlation between um, whale vomit and ambergris, right? Yeah. Which is the main ingredient of perfumes and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, but yeah. I was thinking, like, I've never seen a dragon take a dump. It's, you know? it's funny. It used to be one of the hack concepts in stand-up comedy. But how come on Star Trek you never saw them take a crap? Say, well, what shows do you actually see the characters yeah. go and, 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 you know, it, it never happens. But that whole notion is we assume they do, right? Yeah. The, the dragons do somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow. Like a big kitty litter? I think what we, if we have to have a conclusion uh, in all of this is that uh, the troll theory is just insanity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so. Thank you for that. Yeah, least. no problem. <laughs> But you're willing to give a little bit on some of the other aspects. Yeah, no, I, I fully admit that I was wrong on most of it, but yeah. uh, there is no such thing as a troll and a dragon because that's ridiculous. No. But what I would like to see from your fiance is uh, she's an artist. Yeah. Yes. An artist's rendering <laughs> okay. of the troll inside in the dragon's right. mouth. Uh, see, I... That might open my eyes a little bit. Uh, she's got a picture in her head. Yes. My image of is looks of, a, like. of a troll sitting there like on a three-legged stool, like right. eating a Metrex bar. Just hanging out and waiting right, yeah. right. for when the uh, when the, this, the call to action yeah. happens. That's his job. Yeah. Yeah. He's just hanging out. Does he get a call? Is it, is it like in a battleship? Right? Yeah. Battle stations, battle stations. Yeah, he gets a call. How does he eat? I was, there's questions. He's eating lunch. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I would like to see... 
what Andrea thinks that looks like. Okay. A representation. Homework assignment. Yes. Homework assignment. (laughs) All right. I think uh, we can take a rest on this now. Well, we got definitive answers. I would like to give away some tickets. We have some concert tickets for uh, our friend uh, Chris Jericho. His band Fozzie is going to be playing at the Brooklyn Bowl, and this will be on Sunday. Uh, and it will be, Brett Porsche is going to be there. He's hosting the event. So tickets are on sale now, and you can go to WMMR.com for the details. But we'll take callers um, 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you some tickets to that show. So call now if you're interested. We're going to take a break. When we get back, Tiffany will be here performing yeah. in our studio. Tiffany is going to be playing live at City Winery tonight. It's so cool. And we'll get to talk to her and hear her sing as well. So we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is on the road and is going to be performing at City Winery tonight, supporting the Shadows Tour, which is uh, in support of her 11th studio album called Shadows. And we are happy to have in our studio this morning, please welcome Tiffany. Thank you. Hi, Tiffany. How are you? Nice to see you nice again. Nice to see you too. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having us here. Uh, our pleasure. We were we were just uh, chatting off air about uh, all these other you know uh, gigs you've been playing and where you're headed to next and all that. And and we actually and I wanted to lead with this. We have a little bit of a history with you. You probably don't remember because you played so many shows. And this was a long time ago too. This was. I don't know, twenty years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. at least twenty years ago. Maybe yeah, probably more than twenty yeah. years ago. We were uh, doing a live broadcast. It was on Fat Tuesday on South Street in Philadelphia at a place called Fat Tuesday. And you were coming by for an interview, just for an interview. You were promoting Manic Panic Hair Coloring. Yes. Yes. And Do you remember, guys? So you came in. We had a house band. And they had learned... I think we're alone now. Right. And we were just like, oh, we'll just we'll pitch it to her. She's probably not going to want to do it. Thinking, no, yeah. There's no way she's going to do this. Against and we had, a, we had a fanatical, crazy, hard-drinking, yeah. 6 a.m. drinker crowd <laughs> in front of us. Mm-hmm. You got up, and you sang, and the band had learned it, note for note, yeah. the harmonies and everything. You got up. That crowd went crazy awesome. when you started yeah. singing. I do remember, actually, this. Didn't I have my band with me? Uh, you, uh, no. With me? You did not. You, it, so you, you I, might, I, I thought you might not remember. Because so you, you, no. you literally were alone and the guys, it was, <laughs> it was, well, no. It was the yeah, band. This story's becoming yeah, yeah. sad. I thought, what's happening here? It was the band Mr. Green Jeans, yes. who was our house band, and uh, you're, you're singing along, you get to the chorus, and I, th- I forget who it was uh, Ronnie or I forgot one of the, the Ryan maybe the keyboardist started oh. singing the high the high harmonies yeah. and you turn around and you're like 
What? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I Save mean, the day. yeah, it, was, it was so. That's why you're awesome. you're 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 always a beloved friend of the show because oh, well, that thank was you. one of our greatest moments. And the fact, because you were so used to people saying, "Nah, it's early," you just said, "Yeah." And you did it. And that crowd, yep. again, went nuts. It was exciting. Yeah. I like to sing, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get up there and jump up there. I'm usually not very shy. Are, are yeah. you surprised that people, um, you know, 11 albums, you know, that, uh, and, and so you, you've you always been working. I mean, you, you've always been involved, whether you have a multitude of things you've been involved in, whether it's like, uh, you know, the, you've done some, some, uh, some fun movies uh, and uh, reality shows, but the music has always been right, right through uh, that whole process. Yeah. And uh, people must, you know, because some of the stuff is not what we're hearing, you know, the, the, say, I think we're alone now, but uh, you've been hard at work for years putting out albums. Well, silly movies, like you said, sci-fi, mm-hmm. uh, Mega Python versus Gatoroid, very serious <laughs> where, stuff. Oh, yeah. Where you fought Kevin Gibson. I have been singing, I've been yeah. saving the world yeah. from uh, By the <laughs> way, we creatures. love those movies. Yeah, we Thank love, yeah, yeah. I do too. Yeah. And I'm going back, actually. I just reconnected with Asylum Productions, and there's talks about doing some more sci-fi yeah. in my world, so I'm really excited about that. But, yeah, I think everything circles back around music, especially in today's world, you have to kind of it's it's exciting because you can live different parts of yourself sure um like my company's and my friend let's end my friend which is holistic healing and just my knowledge and what i'm learning on the road with my own health battles and traveling on the road all the time and how to keep it together um and then you know cooking i cook let's food with tiffany so but all of it is just leading back to music and what i do and now the new album shadows we're finally out on the road with it but this tour is different. It's a little wink back to retro. Okay. It's a UV experience, so get your UV on. Come out and glow with me. <laughs> We're selling jackets. I've painted them, had painted them. They glow. <laughs> you know, cool stuff to wear during the show. Of course, like, you know, light up balls that everybody can throw around. So we're just really kind of having fun. I think I spent so much time on the road showing people I could really sing, showing people I was a really musician, all of that. But this tour, I can kind of live in both worlds. Yeah. I think, you know, that we set that base a little bit about she's still here. And yeah. She really can sing. And yeah. She's a songwriter now. And come do, you know, more rock stuff with me. And now I can kind of step back and also have fun with the retro stuff. So that's what we're doing tonight. Um, we're going to live in, be- in the best of both worlds. And that's how this tour will proceed with this style, with this approach? With this approach. I mean, the new album is, is pretty much like... I call it rock retro. Okay. It's a little bit of a wink back to the 80s flair. Yeah. Uh, the fun of that music. I can't really put my finger on it, but yeah. whatever that was, it's there. And we worked really hard on it. Martin Production from my producer who sits next to me, Mark Alberici. And uh, a little bit of a wink back to punk music, nice. you know? So it's a little bit of all of that together on I the new it. album. Yeah. I, it's funny because I, um, you know, uh, I, I go back to 1987, which is when that uh, album and that that song hit and for me that was like a when I look back at my childhood, like for some reason, 1987 always plays over and over again right. uh, because of that was um, it was a year I had my first kiss, and that summer of 1987 was the summer of I think we're alone now, and you know I, I was at the pool and I was with all my friends and and I hung out with a bunch of girls and we were kissing yeah. and and, we, and all that. I mean, honestly, like we were finding ourselves. We were finding know, ourselves at that time, and and but also like in addition to like what the activities that I was there was a soundtrack. And you are a, a soundtrack of my life, that, which or part of the soundtrack of my life, which is really, really cool. And I'm glad that uh, that is something that you embrace. I love it. I do. I yeah. really do. I mean, 
you know, I do the music diaries on YouTube, and it talks about each album and not what you would think. It's not really about the, my take on the music. It's, a, it's about my take on living through it, all the emotions I had, all the experience I was having in my home life from relationships, all of it, and how that affected me as a musician or performer. Um, and those early albums, I was finding myself you were a kid. right along with my fans yeah. so you know i was right in there with you guys yeah <laughs> even though i was tiffany i was really listening to your stories and connecting with my fans and you know talking about adolescence and heartbreak and again maybe not having the best home life i love my family but they were a little crazy <laughs> so you know but everybody's was i it took yeah. me a while to move around the world to realize well, we're all, like, connected. Yeah. It's all kind of the same thing. Well, and now the older music, like, it, when I hear it, it just takes me back to such a great time in my life. You know, it's yes. it, it's just, it's so nice. But Carefree, I, yeah. Yeah, carefree, totally. Um, but I have to ask you, was, or the, the rivalry between you and Debbie Gibson, was that real or is that made up by tabloids? No, that is totally made up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are friends. I mean, she's my you know, partner in saving the world from... <laughs> You know, Mega Python and Gatorade. Uh, no, we are, we are buddies. You know, we're so different, but that's what we love about each other. I think that you know, it's again full circle. The fans know now; they don't have to pick Debbie or Tiffany. <laughs> they can have us both. There's right. no rivalry there. It's like the Stones and the Beatles. Exactly. Yeah. So, cool. so uh, and you, what it was great is that you got to depict that that quote-unquote rivalry because you guys actually physically fight in the movie. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, we had a blast. Uh, which was hilarious. <laughs> uh, Casey mentioned the soundtrack, and and uh, it's got to be fun to you when, when you hear your music and your performances uh, come up. I was we're watching the, the first season of The Umbrella Academy, the very first episode. Right. Huge scene. The entire song is played. I know. I think we're so alone exciting. now. I'm a fan of the show. That had to have been So cool. that was a great... I, I didn't know about it. Yeah. I didn't know that was going to happen, so it was a great surprise. Yeah, and, and so that... I mean, it's, it's so... Well, that song in particular is woven into, you know... A lot of different uh, soundtracks, and you're usually not aware of when that's going to happen. No. It just kind of like right now, it's a commercial for McDonald's actually in the UK. <laughs> what? In that's the UK? Cool. Right. Wow! <laughs> I wanted to ask because of the album Shadows, and and and, and I was reading um, uh, an interview with you where you were talking about um, you're off a divorce, right? Yes. And and I was wondering, do, as a songwriter, is it better to write from a, pay, of a place of pain or? of elation and joy which works better for you i can do both yeah i think what comes naturally out of me is is the more solemn i'm a true life musician okay, yeah. <laughs> there's always a deep sadness there that i don't really understand sometimes but um you know again that's why i love songs like could have been all this time some of the ballads that i was singing back then i related to for some reason probably because i saw as a kid broken relationships and the sorrow of that. I want to talk about your family in a second, but to that point, you are you still not the... When you that all broke, you were the youngest person to have back-to-back -back number one albums on the Billboard charts. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And uh, that, that blew my mind. That's, that's yes. pretty... And how old were you? I was 15. 15. I was 16, actually, I think, yeah. when all of that really started to happen. 14 when I recorded the record, 15 when I did the mall tour, and then it started to take off. And by the time I was 16, I had number one. That's huge. Wow. Touring the world. And, and to your family, and I remember when that was all, you, you wanted to get legal emancipation right. from your family. And I didn't realize, you know how this stuff gets parsed out and, oh, it's fed out to the public. 
and then you read about the story really. And I remember you, I remember there was some, I think there was some backlash against you and, oh, what you're doing to your family. And oh, then yeah. you read about your family and you're very, you're, you're candid about, you've been candid, you know, your, your mother had many issues and, and you were, you, you, there was, explain to people what your situation was and why you were eager to get that emancipation. Well, I don't think that, you know, to be honest with you, I don't think going into a trial, and again, that was all taken advantage because I was Tiffany. Right. So the attorneys, of course, want to rake in that bill. You know, it took and years to understand yeah. all of this. But really what happened was I wanted to move out of the house where my mom was and my stepfather because they had reunited again. And I felt that they didn't really address some of the problems. I was deathly afraid my mom was going to return back to, you know, drinking. Yeah. And I didn't really want to be a part of that. So I wanted to go and live with my grandmother. But more, my more mom, stable. you know, was kind of dependent on me. There's that mm. codependency. We had that relationship for a long time. Again, I didn't know what that was. So she didn't really want to let me go. It was just that simple that I was like her security blanket. But at the time, you know, again, I got a major record deal. I'm now touring the world. I've got the label. I've got the management. And I just couldn't do the home thing as well. Go home. And you're and super young. You're, you're having so to I just like wanted to go to my grandma. Yeah. <laughs> really, it was down the street. And, uh, and I ended up, you know, somebody put it in my head well. You probably should file for emancipation. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to really be heard or can actually make this happen where you are out of the home. And I, and that's what happened. I filed for emancipation. It was ugly. I think it was something my family had to go through and it was really bad for a minute. But my mom got sober, stayed Good. sober, Good. and the family actually healed after that. So the so emancipation didn't happen? Just the, it the, did the, happen. Oh, it did happen. I was happen. emancipated. Okay. I went and lived with my grandmother. Okay. And it took me a couple of years to really uh, reconnect with my mom and get a real understanding of what had happened. Again, there's that therapy and that healing. And, you know, she had to come out of that darkness for herself as well. So we connected, and once I became a mom... That's when, you know, I think my whole relationship with my mom really healed because the music thing, she didn't really get. She didn't know how to really advise me for that. And I think it was very overwhelming for my family. Have you seen the Brooke Shields special on uh, the documentary? I have a it's little bit. It's so yes, linear to it what is. you're saying. I love Brooke. She's it's, always been so nice to me. It's, but, she's wonderful. My God. I mean, same mom. Her mom was living her life through her yes. and got very attached. I think my mom wasn't really living my life my mom didn't know how to live her own life she yeah. was very shy and very quiet and then i had this overpowering manager who again if you're trying to find your voice and you really don't know how to handle things maybe without alcohol he was really overpowering okay. and probably not what she needed right but again sometimes the whole world collapsed on you to rebuild and that's what my mom did. So it's a success story in the end. My family's really great. Everybody's healthy. There's no drama now. <laughs> uh, and I have a son who's 30, and he's a structural engineer. His name's wow. Elijah. And, uh, you know, I'm living life. I'm proud. Everything's that's good. Awesome. So would you have done it differently or no? I would have done it differently because, again, I didn't really expect that long trial i didn't expect them to like pull punches where they you know went and interviewed people and and threw out things about my family that i really didn't really want out there um and wasn't aware that that was how it was going to happen it was pretty rough so, yeah i mean i've if now yeah i would put my whole family into counseling i think it would have been cheaper <laughs> and i think we just really need to have a, a 
you know, talk it out. And my mom needed those skills and those tools to live sober. Yeah, and smart. If people talk, if you communicate, you can get yeah, some things totally. done. And yet it's the hardest thing for people to yeah, do sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, listen, we want, to, we want to talk some more. We want to get some more questions. We have some more questions for you. But we also want to hear you perform this morning. Awesome, okay. So uh, we have uh, Mark Alberici, who's going to be uh, performing guitar here, and uh, Tiffany singing along. So what are we going to hear? We are going to hear You're My Everything, the new single from Shadows. Nice. Let's check this out. It is Tiffany on MMR. Heal from the scars to break your heart. 
you just tuned in. That is Tiffany performing live here in our studio this morning. She's going to be at uh, City Winery tonight, and you can get tickets at citywinery.com slash Philadelphia. And we were talking off air. Um, then you're headed off to, to play Daryl's house, right? I do. I'm excited. Yeah, Never so been. Daryl Hall. So, and yeah. Is it... Um, is it a concert venue, or is he, is he, doing, is he recording venue. it as he well? He has a concert venue. I know that there was a show as yeah. well. Yeah. I yeah. think he stopped the show for a minute. Yeah. So this is his concert venue, and I'm thrilled. I'm excited. All the shows, I'm thrilled. This is going to sure. be a great tour. I really am. So, you know, it's nice to be here in Philly. I have family here. So, oh, so really? tonight I'm going to see everybody's faces. Oh, so that, nice. you know, I mean, it's always great to see the fans. It's always great to make new fans. Uh, but it's also great to see all of you guys as well. Thank you for having oh, us here today. Our pleasure. But also... <laughs> Family. Yeah. yeah. Who's, who's family? Who's in town? Cousins? Oh, uh, cousins. Yes. Okay. Cousins and extended team Tiff, which I call my family. <laughs> team so Tiff. It takes love... a village to do what I do, especially as an independent nowadays. So yeah. I love all of them. I wanted to ask him if it's too personal. Uh, pardon me, but are you are you single right now? Are you no, I'm anybody? engaged. Get out. Oh. You too? <laughs> really? You guys are engaged? Congratulations. Oh, nice. There you go. Congratulations. Yeah. To Mark. How yes. long ago did that happen? Oh, gosh. Uh, it was Christmas Eve. How romantic, right? Yeah. Yes. Nice job. Whole deal. Total surprise. Okay. You set well, a date yet, or is I, it uh, wait No, actually. We're just, um, well, I think we're still talking about it. Mark is from London. He can talk. And he's yes. very early. I was oh, yeah, no, I was yes. Yeah. He's true. He is true rock and roll. So you went, you, went, you went with the guy who can talk. <laughs> I did. He does that. He has a beautiful accent. Yes. He's a Londoner, so. Uh, well, yes, I am. <laughs> hey, Steve, um, I'm, I'm sensing like Hallmark uh, Christmas movie Hallmark here. Christmas movie. Perfect. Tiffany. It'd be I awesome. Yes, I got engaged. Hallmark. I think I'm more of a lifetime girl <laughs> okay. as well, though. Right. There's a little drama there. So, well, that's yeah. true. That's true, yeah. Uh, we're going to do it. Let's do it right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I wanted to ask about your, um, the, the, who who came up with the concept of the mall tour, which which put you, because like, like locally here, the Hooters played a lot of high schools early on, and, and people still talk about that. That was just such a nuclear explosion when you did those those tours because the video from that ended up as that vi- first video that right. sold the song. Right. Uh, that was because I was going to get dropped by my label. <laughs> really? Uh, it really was. I started uh, performing out here on the East Coast, doing clubs. I'm, I'm an L.A. girl, born and raised, but there were no dance clubs really in L.A. It was rock. And they sent me out here to the East Coast. I was 15, doing I Think We're Alone Now. Right. And it was going wild. Everybody loved it. But I was too young to even be in the club. Right. So the age difference was like, how are we going to, like, have fans for her? She can't even stay in the club. So literally they were going to drop my project. They had tried a bunch of different things. And it was my A&R guy walking through the mall with his daughter. And he thought, well, they have hair shows and they have fashion shows and, you know, all these different tutorials, makeup tutorials. Why not have music? Mm. So that's how the mall tour was born. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It was brilliant. It saved my, it saved everything for me. Made me a mean shopaholic as well. (laughs) I'm sure. Casey pointed out, you were of the age of the the girls who would be in that mall shopping. Oh, yeah. And you're there performing. 
I used to love it because I would perform, get up and do like five songs, do my whole thing. And then literally there'd be a crowd of people and I'd be like, do you want to go and have a hot dog? And they'd be like, okay. And like all these people and we'd have hot dogs and pizza. And then I'd come back and sing again and the crowd would get a little bigger. And I'd be like, do you want to have a hot dog? Uh, <laughs> Tiffany, you mentioned uh, Brooke Shields always being nice to you. Uh, who along your route throughout the years were you surprised to find out was like... <gasps> Starstruck, Tiffany. Oh my God! Oh, Alanis Morissette. No, Alanis Morissette. She totally was like, oh, oh my gosh, you're Tiffany. I was like, oh, you're Alanis Morissette. That's weird, right? That's awesome. <laughs> Did she's I hear? Totally cool. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome as a performer, as a vocalist, as a person, as a human, as a mom. Yeah. Um, Have and you ever performed as together? A fellow Zen, holistic healer, and she's really into retreats and oh. mental awareness and mental yeah. health, so I love her. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that because I wasn't familiar. You said you have like a holistic healing. Um, what is it that you did? So what I'm doing is I have been diagnosed with long COVID, which is turning into some kind of weird autoimmune disease now. Mm. So just like we were saying earlier, like arthritic conditions and stuff. So I'm battling it with nature, okay. uh, natural remedies, uh, acupuncture, Chinese medicine. I've always been into that. But now it's really I'm applying it to my life. So as I travel around, I'm just kind of let's in my friend is on Instagram. I'm going to be having a website connecting the dots of alternative ways and information for everybody in my community. So as I travel around again, you know, the world, I'm going to be meeting with doctors and holistic pr- practitioners, going to do acupuncture. Uh, it, I'm basically the guinea pig. <laughs> so come see that happen. <laughs> are you, are, are you, I'll just start feeling better and better every day. Are you happy with the results so far as I you go am. on this uh, this journey? I am. I found a great doctor in Nashville, Dr. Toddy. So I'm going to be interviewing her as well and just uh, finding anything and everything we can about, you know, mental awareness again, mental health, calming the body, living to our our best capacity. Uh, A lot of it is stressors. I know I'm a I'm a you know, I'm a go getter. So I put a lot of extra stress on myself and learning to balance. Right. Is the biggest deal. You mentioned your you mentioned your 30 year old son. How has he handled having uh, (laughs) Tiffany as mom and and the, the you getting recognized and and that whole thing. You know, Elijah is. He, I had the perfect son. He just came out that way. Yeah. He's like, oh, whatever. You're my mom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not starstruck. Is he's like anyway. Okay. Can I get some food? Great. <laughs> when you're done with that, no. He's really always been that way, and I wouldn't change it for the yeah. world. He, I'm just mom. Next. Tiffany, you mentioned um, emotions attached in, in songwriting, and I'm curious as to, at, at any point in your life, was there uh, bitterness and or resentment towards, uh, I think we're alone now. Did you ever look back on it and, and regret it? No. You always no, embraced I've it. never, uh, I didn't want to record the song. So I started out with that mindset, to be honest with you. Even at 14, I was like, well, this isn't, you know, this isn't Stevie Nicks. This is what right. I want to do. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I came from country to like more like a classic rock transition, all of the age of nine and 10 yeah. and then land in pop music. And when we were first recording, it was a little bit more uh, like the band Texas, a little bit more like a Cheryl Crow, a little Stevie Nicks. And then all of a sudden enter in, I think we're alone now. And I was not thrilled. I, I, you know, I thought that that wouldn't show I could sing yeah. and put me in a dance category, which happened. Um, but that's not a bad thing. You know, it just was my path. And um, now I can do other things and still celebrate. I think we're alone now. So I've never gotten tired of singing this song. Everybody asks, 
are you going to sing I Think We're Lono? <laughs> always, always, yes. always. Yeah. Uh, and we've rocked it out. So this show, again, we're having fun. We've extended it. It's got some new, like, you know, different elements in it. And, of course, we're going to be rocking our UV in it. So, so oh, very cool. Have, very have fun yeah. with I Think We're Alone now on the show. Are we hearing that this morning? Are you going to play that we this are. morning? Okay, excellent. So you guys have to, have to This is great. <laughs> if, if, if you're hearing it on the radio now, that's great. But when you hear it in person, you get to dance. Yes. You get to oh, really yeah. Get to no, feel, I'm milking you know. this one. Like <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah. this is a really a celebration of music for me, period. Okay. For being here for over 30 years, for having new fans, um, and, of course, all the people that came to the mall tour in the beginning. So that's, I think, you know, again, this is the highlight of the show. At the end of the show, I think we're low now. And we are. We're going to make you dance. We're going to make you sing. <laughs> Love it. We're just going to get all hot and sweaty and have a good time. All right. Well, let's get a feel for it now, <laughs> if you're ready. Awesome. Tiffany's playing City, City Winery tonight. Here we go on MMR.
sing along, but I would, I would have ruined Dude, yeah. it. I would have destroyed it. I was going to say the same thing. Tiffany wanted us to sing along. Yeah. I'm like, where are you guys? We're not ruining this. We're going to ruin this. We <laughs> Tiffany, you don't realize how bad we are. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it. I could see it. We were grooving. <laughs> grooving. So we stayed away from that. Sorry, but um, uh, again, Tiffany playing City Winery tonight. I have a song about, uh, or I have a question about that song and, and a moment in there that I absolutely love. You do it twice. And it's uh, it's in the line, and I'm talking about the original recording, um, Into the Night, because you go, Into the Night, I you do. do that. Did a producer ask you to do it that way? Or, okay, that's what I thought. I've always had that kind of Stevie Nicks grit, probably because I, like, was, that's all I did in a room, was like, you know, I can see, you know, all yeah. that yeah. kind of stuff. So it's naturally there, but of course, on the record, he was like, I really want it, Into the Night. Yeah. You know? like, and of course, it was the '80s, guys. So. Well, you sounded, your voice yeah. was much older. I mean, you. Uh, when yeah, I he heard sounded. the song before I saw the video, and I thought this had to be a much older singer, right? Yeah, so that uh, very, very accomplished. Um, so, so um, Tommy James and the Shandells were the or, or the artists. Did you did you ever interact with? Oh, I've met Tommy James yeah. so many times. He's lovely and he's wonderful. Uh, Richie Cordell was the writer of the song as well. But yeah, I mean, when the song came to me at first, it was like, children behave. Yeah. Like, where are we going with this? It was what very crooner-ish, Yeah. Um, and then I came back the next day and it was dun 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 dun. And I was like, oh, it's even worse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the songwriter had to have loved you because. Yes. He put some dollars in his pocket. Well, and not to mention, I think it was like four months later, five months later, we have Moni Moni from Billy Idol. Yeah. 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 It was a good year. No, yeah. you're right. I forgot That's about that. That was not that long But great after songs. That. Wasn't, it, wasn't Dirty Dancing that year as well? And that soundtrack was huge. And there was like a I lot of so. 50s, 60s era, like a doo-wop music on yes, there. And that, I think yeah, so. It all complimented one another. Yeah. Wow. Well, listen, we're so excited you made it by here this Thanks. morning. And we, and we wanted to thank you for... You know, that, that excitement that we got 20 years ago. We will 20, never forget it. some odd years ago it. on well, South Street. You. It was so cool. And today was so cool. And tonight's going to be so cool. Uh, City Winery, if you'd like to go see Tiffany. So uh, we're, we're happy that you're still doing what you do. And uh, and if you're going to do ever. if you're going to do more of the movie stuff, you you got to get back in touch with us. Oh, we want to definitely want to hear about that too. Com, everybody who's listening, please visit me there. That's all things Tiff World, and come be a part of my world. Yes, uh, we're doing a lot of different things, and of course, music is always in there somewhere. So definitely. And, and if you come to the show tonight, we're going to have to sing. Yes. None of this. Oh yeah, no, we 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 make you work. We absolutely. And congratulations, you and Mark, as Steve was saying on your engagement and everything. Thank you so much for being here. It's Tiffany, everybody. City Winery tonight. We are going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. Stay with us, please. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bike-a-thon Bridge to the Beach. 
celebrating 51 years of riding for a world without cancer. Hey, it's Marcus. Join me and Team WMMR on Sunday, June 11th for this family-friendly ride to save lives. All Team WMMR riders can now access group pricing for Team WMMR jerseys and other great cycling apparel from Volet and their Made in America. The first 50 team members that hit their fundraising goal will get $50 towards their purchase thanks to our great sponsor, Tam and Inc., because everybody has the right to access information. Register to ride with Team WMMR. Get complete details at WMMR.com or text BIKE to 39333 for a link to the info. The ACS Bikeathon and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. MMR's Concert Cash. Now, here's your Concert Cash word. Yep, and that keyword is fun. Three-letter word, F-U-N. We're going to give it until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. And you can do it on the contest page at WMMR.com, or you can do it through the MMR app, or you can text it to our special contest short code number, which is 45911. One random entry wins a 1000 bucks in our company-wide contest, and all MMR winners get two tickets to the MMRBQ Saturday, September 16th. Tickets on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. And winners will receive a call from Beasley. So make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules at WMMR.com. For MMRBQ details, text FINALLY to 39333 for a link to the information. It is sponsored by Meineke, and we want you to win. So text that word, send that word, however you want to get it to us. The word is FUN, F-U-N. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on site. And they also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com. All right, uh, a woman accused of threatening to kill... An Alaska Airlines flight attendant was federally charged with interfering with a flight crew and members uh, and attendants. Did they post any sign that said you could not threaten them? Mm, that might be a technicality okay. yeah. here. Chloe De Silva was on a flight from San Francisco to Chicago when she allegedly became disruptive on Friday. The flight said she was uh, on uh, the flight she was on ultimately diverted to Kansas City. Uh, because the pilot was worried for the safety of the passengers. Well, they so, got into a fight over whether or not you could drive to Alaska? Uh, <laughs> some think you can. De Silva allegedly... It wasn't an argument. It was just a revelation. De Silva allegedly cursed at and threatened an attendant on the flight. A flight attendant and two passengers had to restrain her with zip ties. Wow. A mother and baby seated nearby also moved to another part of the plane because of the safety concerns. And the FAA has a zero-tolerance policy against unruly passengers. And the agency can levy large fines against passengers and refer them to the Department of Justice or the Justice Department for criminal prosecution. I wonder if they're going to proceed. I mean, there's got to be something that they to do as far as sequestering these people from the general, you know, population aboard a flight. I, you know, yeah, they don't have a brig. They don't have a brig. Yeah, I know and, that seems ridiculous, but it seems it's more and more in the news. They're going yeah. to have to do something. Yep. So, getting swallowed up by the gaping maw of the ground beneath one's feet is the stuff of nightmares. And it is what is happening again in the small Texas town of Dezeta. A huge sinkhole that appeared to be stable for more than 15 years suddenly began expanding about a week ago, growing by several acres and leaving nearby residents terrified that it will take them and their homes. 
video footage shows buildings, tank containers, and other structures partially submerged in water. Deep cracks in the earth emanate from the dark pool like veins running beneath empty warehouses and heavy equipment. I saw footage pressed and it looked like dune. It looked like... Yeah. The ground just being eaten up. Years ago, the original crater made national news after suddenly collapsing on May 8, 2008. Over two days, it grew from a 20-foot hole to a cavity measuring about 900 feet across and 260 feet deep. 260 feet deep. That's 26 stories. Uh, Eventually... The community learned to live with the giant hole in the ground. They just left it there. It's our giant hole. Uh, uh, Treating it as something of a recreational area. Hey, I'll meet you by the giant hole. Uh, As USA Today reported, alligators have inhabited the waters and some uh, days that... This weekend, why not take in the giant hole? And some days that a residence uh, fish in the sinkhole's pond-like surface. Oh, I wouldn't fish in that. It remained visibly unchanged until April 2nd when residents reported it had taken on several more acres. Uh, resident uh, Tim Priestler said, my neighbor came over and said he kept hearing popping sounds like a gunshot. Oh, no. We went to the backyard, and there were buildings falling into oh, it. wow. He said it was like a movie. You can see cracks forming in the ground. Since then, a vacant building and several storage tanks have been consumed by the hole. Uh, the site is being investigated by uh, multiple agencies. Uh, working to figure out what triggered the latest collapse. Meanwhile, the Environmental Protection Agency is analyzing the contents of nearby tanks currently sitting along the edges to determine if they contain hazardous materials. Uh, materials. Uh, the sinkhole, by the way, sits on what was le- what was once the Deloque Oil and Gas Waste Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company is no longer in operation, but storage of certain products remains on the property, which has seen a warehouse and several tanks give way to the path of the sinkhole. It's crazy. It's, it's going to eat this town up. A Florida teacher is facing charges after she allegedly organized student fights in her classroom. What? <laughs> She's the Don King of the school. Angel Footman allegedly allowed students to brawl in her classroom at Griffin Middle School in Tallahassee last month as she looked on from her desk. School administrators were made aware of the fights after video showed three separate brawls in the classroom. In the videos, Footman was allegedly seen standing nearby or sitting at her desk while students were fighting. Uh, students told the school resource deputy that Footman asked them whether they wanted to have, quote, a friendly fade before the fights began. A friendly fade? I have no idea what it means. It's a haircut. Uh, Footman would then lay out the rules by telling students not to pull hair or scream. So there were rules. Yeah, Footman would limit the brawls to 30 seconds and didn't allow phones during the fight. She even asked two students whether they wanted to uh, come back during her six-period planning period uh, to run it back. And they used a kindergartner as a ring uh, card girl? The school resource deputies uh, said that uh, school records revealed that the fights were never reported to administrators. <laughs> of course not. When the investigator spoke with Footman, <clears throat> she admitted the fights happened in her classroom, but she denied organizing them. She told investigators that she didn't intervene because, quote, the fights all happened too fast for her to do anything. Uh, she faces four counts of contributing to the delinquency of a minor. So we have an explanation of a fade. It's when two people agree to fight for a little bit. Once the fight is over, the two are supposed to go back to being friends. That's oh. a friendly fade. A friendly like a, fade. Almost like a hockey fight. Yes. Okay. I got you. All right. Uh, and then we'll do one more story. It's another moose story. Oh, wow. A moose walked into a medical building. Yes, it sounds like a setup of a joke, but it actually happened in Anchorage on Thursday. The priest and the rabbi are right behind me. A young moose trudging through the snow looking for a meal spotted green plants in the lobby of a medical building. Yeah. 
in the Providence, Alaska Health Park and decided to drop in for a dose of greenery. Um, why don't you forget the moose? Yes. For a moment. Uh, so the moose... Listen, while I'm here, what, what does that look like to you? Uh, the moose triggered the sensors on the automatic doors to the building that houses the uh, hospital's cancer center and other medical offices, said Randy Hughes, the hospital's director of security. He said, <coughs> excuse me, he said, we received a call from one of our tenants advising that a moose had just walked into the building. He believes that it's the same moose that's been hanging around campus. Mm. And even though moose are a commonplace in Alaska, they made an announcement over the intercom, the moose's presence for safety concerns, he said. But it seemed like it was a magnet for people to come and see it. It's not every day you get to see a moose walking into a building. So everybody was excited to take pictures and stuff like that. On <laughs> uh, one video posted on social media, a woman wearing a mask and dressed in scrubs can be heard saying that's crazy as she walked by taking a picture. Uh, the moose was too preoccupied eating the office plants to notice the stir that he was causing. Well, it's a good thing they were real and not plastic. <clears throat> yeah, no kidding. It would have been pissed. Yeah. You would have had a pissed off moose. Security officers uh, formed a semicircle to corral the moose, moose and moose, moose. shoo it out of the door. One officer even grabbed a piece of the plant the moose had been eating and tried to lure it out. Uh, and they were able to get him out of there. So... Uh, they got lucky that nobody got hurt. So that is what I have. A moose and story for each break, each bizarre, bizarre file. Yeah, it's amazing. There been a, there's been a run on moose stories. <sighs> yeah. Ever since we included the moose clip. Uh-huh. Uh, Why been, don't you forget the moose? <laughs> you know? For a moment. I think we have something to do with that. <laughs> I have to say yes. Hey, we mentioned this earlier. I'm going to reiterate it. Uh, we uh, had given you a save the date for the Preston and Steve blood drive. Uh, it is going to be coming up Friday, June 16th, and the main reason that we're getting on board right now is because of the active donors being able to donate before and then donating during our blood drive. So uh, the last day, if you're an active donate uh, donor, that you can donate blood and still be eligible to do so at our event is April 20th, okay? So that's why we're getting this to you now. June 16th, we're not going to take uh, reservations yet. No appointments nope. taken as of yet. But we will remind you there's going to be two locations again this year. So it'll be at Live Casino Live Casino and Hotel in Philadelphia and the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. And we'll be broadcasting live that morning from uh, the Oaks location. So you can go to events at WMR.com, get the complete details. We'll start taking appointments on May 8th. But we just want you to get this into your calendar and get ready and set that aside. Uh, you can put in two dates. All right, you can put in June 16th for the actual event. And then you can put in May 8th for when we will start taking appointments. And if you want to put a third one in there, April 20th is the last day that you can donate and still be eligible for our blood drive. All right. You have a little less than five minutes remaining to enter the word fun for MMR's concert cash. I recommend you do that now. Yes. Because right? uh, that's all the time we have left. So the word is fun. F-U-N. Get it over to us through the app through WMMR.com or text it to 45911. Coming back with a lesson question. Trash and Music News. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It is 1021 and a beautiful day today. I have about 87 degrees 
It's going to feel so toasty warm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and tomorrow, 84. And then uh, Saturday, we get we change a little bit. It's going to top out about 69, 70 degrees because some rain's coming in, thunderstorms, and Sunday's looking good, though. All right. Let's ask a lesson question and give away a $50 gift card to Manhattan Bagel. Uh, Nick sent these over. I'm going to switch this up a little bit, right. Nick, and I'm going to pose this a different way. Um, what kind of business, or what is the name of the business we found out was an all-male review? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's not really, but it would be funny if it were. So uh, what uh, what business did we find out is an all-male review earlier this morning? 215-263-WMMR is in our 7 o'clock hour. If you heard it and you know it, uh, you should call because we'll do the trash while we're waiting for you to get through and to win. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. Purchasing a new cooling and heating system has never been easier. Horizon Services Cooling, Heating, and Plumbing will develop a custom solution. Install the next day with no hassle financing. Book online at horizonezbook.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Daisy Ridley announcing she'll be returning to a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Ridley says she will soon begin work on a new film called Star Wars. Let's try this again. (laughs) Hey! Elon Musk and Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak. Continuing to call on world leaders to temporarily stop the development of AI, saying it could be catastrophic. In fact, Wozniak placed a hush call to an assembly of the United Nations, saying he couldn't speak any louder because his waffle iron was listening. Oh, Oh my God. And finally, Harvey Weinstein was transported in first class on a flight from L.A. to New York after being convicted of more molestation charges. Weinstein reportedly was a model passenger despite an early attempt to pleasure himself into an air sickness bag. All right, we are looking to see if anybody knows the answer to this question. Uh, what business did we find out is an all-male review? 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Greg and see if we can get the answer. Hey, Greg, morning. Good morning. Yes, Greg. All right. <laughs> That's a new one. Uh, Greg, do me a favor and tell me uh, what business is an all-male review? Yes, the business is Barry's Buns. Barry's Buns. You're correct. And it's not really. It's actually a bakery in Wildwood. Or is it Wildwood Crest? Wildwood Crest. All right. Hang on, Greg. We got you. And we're going to set you up with a $50 gift card to Manhattan Bagel, where sandwiches are always made to order with real fresh cracked eggs on the grill and authentic New York-style bagels you can order ahead at ManhattanBagel.com. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you this morning by Monster Jam. The big leagues of monster truck competition comes to Lincoln Financial Field this Saturday, April 15th. Visit MonsterJam.com for details. Well, Madonna's Like a Virgin, uh, Daddy Yankee's Gasolina, and Mariah Carey's Unbeatable Holiday Classic, All I Want for Christmas is You, are among the recordings selected for preservation in the uh, the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry this year. The 2023 class recordings include a mix of pop hits, classic gems, and even a few left-field choices like Carl Sagan's audiobook of Pale Blue Dot and Koji Kondo's original Super Mario Brothers theme song. Wow. 
marking the first time the video game music has been added to the National Recording uh, Registry. Stephen Hawking's Locomotion as I well. D- I did not know that he even did a version of that, but they must think Everybody's it's a classic. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. <laughs> Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Do the locomotion. Uh, so recordings added have been deemed worthy of preservation for all time based on their cultural, historical, or aesthetic importance in the nation's recorded sound heritage. While the majority of the class is comprised of singles, a few albums were given the honor, such as Like a Virgin, uh, Queen Latifah's 1989 debut, All Hail the Queen. Millie Vanilli. The Police's 1983 LP, Synchronicity. Wow. Crosby, Still, Nash & Young's 1970 classic, Deja Vu, as well. The oldest addition to the registry this year is also an album. It's the very first mariachi recordings, 1908 to 1909, which boasts recordings by four Mexican musicians, uh, in Mexico City just after the turn of the century. So is this this is simply a registry, or is it a, the actual collection of, per, you know, stored properly recordings? I'm not sure how it works, okay. uh, the, but they uh, I, don't, I don't think they have the, the masters right. per se, but they will, I think they do take an actual recording and secure it okay. somehow or another. There's a ton of stuff that's secured for the, the uh, great films and recordings mm-hmm. in Carlsbad Caverns. As for the individual songs in this year's class, uh, there are a few entries that surprisingly haven't been added already, like John Lennon's Imagine and Uh Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. Uh, Two iconic 1983 singles also made the cut, Irene Cara's Flashdance, What a Feeling, and the Eurythmics' Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. Another supremely fun addition of the registry this year is the song that not only captured a way of life, but launched a whole hospitality and merchandise empire, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Mm. Um, also included is Bobby Gentry's still chilling ballad, Ode to Billy Joe. That's I love a that great song. song, man. Ding, 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 ding. Yep. Uh, the Four Seasons' Sherry, Jackie Del Shannon's rendition of Burt Bacharach and Hal David's What the World Needs Now, and John Denver's perennial Jim Take Me Home Country Roads. Uh, in fact, Denver's family said Dad's been gone 25 years, and this song continues to be sung at concerts and events around the world, uh, which we're sure that Dad, Bill, and Taffy never imagined when they wrote it so many years ago, thanks to the Library of Congress for this recognition. I don't think I really ever appreciated John Denver's voice. And then oh, uh, last week, Great. I saw a video of him and Mama Cass singing. Hmm. I believe they were singing uh, Leaving on a Jet Plane. Okay. Uh, it was awesome. I mean, it was really, really um, John Denver, great, you know, yeah. had the singing, the movies, you know, uh, Oh God, and a few other movies that he did, and he also had a, uh, a variety TV show. I mean, the stuff I the lo- Muppets was fantastic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Rocky Mountain High. I, yeah. I think the the vocals on that, you'd, you'd really dig that if you stop and, you know, and yeah. listen to how he's singing and so on. It's also how my dad met Janis Joplin. Really? Remember? Through John Denver? I don't he, remember the story. He, was, he used to hang out with them. Like, they were friends. Uh, when my dad was younger, and Steve said it, it could have been yeah. around that time. Was yes. it because they were both had sni- to be. snipers in Vietnam? Is that yeah, where they met? Yeah, that... <laughs> They're the ones that got uh, Nick's dad out of the Manson clan. <laughs> <laughs> it all connects. I, my parents are so lame. I what have, the... <laughs> uh, Mr. McElwain in my sights. He's about five clicks up. Uh, John Denver, are you ready to take this one? <laughs> That's a go, Josh. Janice John. <laughs> <laughs> Rock Hudson hit on my dad one time. Really? No. That's awesome. Yeah, there you go. That's my my fam- famous and family you saw, story. You saw a whore on John Goodman's back. 
Well, that's me. Yeah. I'm talking oh, about yeah. my family, so yeah. that's a whole different thing. My yeah. mom sat next to the Cardinal one time. Oh, that's and, uh, nice. I don't the know Cardinal? Which, I don't know which Cardinal it was. It wasn't Cardinal Kroll. No. The Philly Cardinal, though? Regali. All right. Regali! <laughs> All of a sudden, Dr. Mike showed yeah. up. Yeah. Wait. Your dad played football with Fran Tarkenton. He did. All right. Yep. There's and that. and uh, was coached by My dad gave an animal to Fran Drescher. <laughs> what? My dad gave an animal to Fran Drescher. I wonder if there's a connection from Don Shula to... Uh, Charles Manson. You know what? And here, I found out this the other day. Now that my dad's in town, I showed him the movie uh, We Are Marshall. My dad was a coach at Marshall. No oh, kidding. Yeah, he was a football coach. Not speaking, speaking of Don Shula, was there a chain of yeah, Shula's? steakhouses? Yeah. There was one. One used to be in Conshohocken, didn't it? Yes. Sounds familiar. And, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I think they I closed know. when he passed away, Steve, but I could be making that up. Okay. okay. <laughs> they could have made him the last collection of steaks. All right. Well, I have another music news story to pass Oh, along. is this music news? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh. Uh, set- oh, my God. What? Don Shula and Charles Manson are both from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There they were you go. both born you. in Ohio. Yeah. See? It all comes back to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find that out? I just Googled, not Googled, I uh, wikied them both. And, okay. uh, Famous so, sports legends and serial killers. Right? Yeah, but they were yeah. born four years apart uh, in Ohio. One was Grand River, the other was um, uh, Cincinnati. <laughs> Do you know that Charles Manson actually had a brief period in his life where he was married, lived in a suburban setting, was a nine-to-fiver, mm. and um, then obviously things changed. Yeah, right. things went yeah, yeah. a little wonk- wonky there. Mm. Huh. That's Ohio for you, I guess. I don't know. All right, so set for release on June 2nd is the 40th anniversary Super Deluxe Edition of Black Sabbath's first official concert collection called Live Evil. The new version's been expanded to four CDs and features two versions of the legendary live set, a newly remastered version by Andy Pierce, along with a new mix created from the original analog multi-tracks by longtime band associate Wynn Davis. Uh, the physical versions also... Excuse me. Come with uh, illustrated hardback books that include new liner notes and replicas of the concert book and a poster from the Mob Rules Tour, which featured Ronnie James Dio on vocals and uh, the rest of the gang. Vinnie Apice was on drums at that point and Jeff Nichols playing the keyboard. So that's coming up. Uh, Seven Dust has announced that their 14th studio album is entitled Truth Killer. The album is due out July 28th. First single is entitled Fence, and a claymation music video directed by Ollie Jones has just been released. Uh, the track listing includes uh, I Might Let the Devil In, Truth Killer, Won't Stop the Bleeding, Everything, No Revolution, Sick Mouth. Sick, Sick. Mouth. Sick. You see the mouth on her? Sick. Uh, hold- probably a gingivitis. <laughs> <laughs> Need to floss. Maybe halitosis. Of the blowhole. <laughs> Can't stand them when you're with the chicken or stank holes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mm. Kathy was, and I were talking about that. I was, like, all in until that. Stank hole. Stank hole. Uh, there's also a song called Holy Water, Leave Hell Behind, Superficial Drug, Messenger, Love and Hate, and the final track is called Fence. Starting a super tramp cover band. Yeah. <laughs> Breakfast in America. Oh, uh, what's this video we're watching? It's the claymation video of the Seven Dust song I was talking about. Oh, okay. I like I like claymation. Yeah. Mm. I, I miss the uh the raisins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the California raisins. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I like raisins. Uh-huh. 
You know what claymation commercial I liked was uh, the... Uh, Chips Ahoy. Chips Ahoy commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you want me, baby? Hey! <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Rocky one where they. Is, oh, the one I see. Little did I see. That was really him too, wasn't it? It Stallone was. Might have been, yeah. yeah, it was wow. St- Stallone actually, from what I understand, voiced that. Uh, yeah, that character. <laughs> it is, baby. That's right. Oh, no, that's give us a thing. That is Frank Sinatra. He yes. goes, that's brisk, baby. Oh, okay. And His that was, was gotta give me something to drink. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, and it was uh, Joe Piscopo, I think, did the voice oh, of, uh, Sinatra. of Sinatra for that particular commercial. God, they were well done. All right, this yeah. has been your claymation moment in music news. From the Preston and Steve show. And we are done with that. All right, we're going to break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap up the program, get you the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. Stay with us. Join Jackie Bam Bam Saturday from 1 to 3 at the World Oddities Expo at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Packed with shopping, live music, sideshow performances, workshops, and more. For two-day passes, visit woe2the.com. We're at the end of our program for the day today. And a really good time. It was a good time. Man, we had uh, some fun discussion. We learned about dragons. We learned a lot about dragons <laughs> today. And, uh... We did some City Beat stuff. We Absolutely. gave away some money and some tickets. And by the way, MMRBQ tickets go on sale less than one day from now. Less than 24 hours from now. All right? 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. So if you have not gotten yourself prepared for that, we want you to do it. You can go to WMMR.com and get all the details, everything that you need to know coming up about MMRBQ. I would like to thank Tiffany. For being here this morning, performing live in our studio. She's going to be performing uh, tonight at City Winery. And she ensures us she still loves playing I Think We're Alone Now. <laughs> and uh, she performed that as, as well as another song here in our studio. And we had a great chat. She's a really cool person. Uh, so, so people were like crying out of nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. for real. Yeah. I, had, I had people that were, that were texting in saying that they got so caught up in it, they got a little weepy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they loved it. So it was really cool to have her on. Pierre, did you hear any of uh, Tiffany? I didn't hear the first song, but I heard the conversation and then this, uh, I think we're alone now, yeah. uh, which I've always loved that song. I, I mean, I love Tommy James' version, yeah. the, the original version. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, and she actually was on my show briefly on Rittenhouse Square, believe it or not. They said, Tiffany's in the building. Do you want to bring her on? I said, who's Tiffany? <laughs> and they go... Oh, you idiot! And I, so they brought her on, and we had a little chat for a minute. She's very nice. What uh, time period was this? I, any idea? I don't know. Okay. When did she start? Eighty-seven. It was yeah. It was Around early then? on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know why she was in our building because we were the only station in our building, hmm. uh, other than WIP, which was then a sports station. I think. Yeah. Or maybe it was still a music station then. Anyway, um, it was yeah. Brief brief moment. Um, I don't have any tape of it. <laughs> but uh, what, what to do? Anyway, what she did today, she sounded great, and singing, uh, singing along, and then the conversation was also great. Oh, cool! cool. Thank yeah. you, man. People love being on your show. Yeah, we do. We try to make them feel comfy. Well, you do, and it's clear. Thanks, uh, man. There you go. All right, uh, let's get that letter. Yes, here we go. 
Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. N as in nerd. All right, nerd. (laughs) We are going to give away tomorrow a four-pack of front row tickets with the early access pit passes for Monster Jam. This Saturday, April 15th, Lincoln Financial Field. You can experience full throttle family fun at Monster Jam. Where world-class athletes in their 12,000-pound monster trucks tear up the dirt in wide-open competitions of speed and skill. Tickets and information at MonsterJam.com. So, like I said, tomorrow we're going to give that away. Uh, but today, what do you have in store? Well, we'll have more opportunities for money coming at noon and at 3 p.m. with me and Brent. And he will have another at 5. Uh, the ticket window will open for concert cash. So, possibly MMRBQ tickets and possibly 1000 bucks. And uh, Workforce Blocks will be Led Zeppelin and Collective Soul and uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young once again in honor of night number two. I was down at the Colonial Theater uh, in Phoenixville. What a coo- cool little town, Phoenixville. Yeah, oh, God, I love it. Um, it's such a cute little main street and all these neat little shops and restaurants. And um, the Colonial Theater is so historic and the blob. And I interviewed Graham Nash uh, on the tour bus before the show last night. And I said... Have you ever heard of the Blob? And he says, "No, I haven't." And I what? said, "Well, uh, he, I he I told him about the history of the Blob mm-hmm. and the fact that he was playing at the Blob Theater. He was mightily impressed. <laughs> yes, uh, it was. It, they, CSNY had just been inducted into the uh, Library of Congress with Deja Vu, but um, he was far more impressed about being uh, playing <laughs> yeah. at the theater where the Blob, the blob theater. was. So um, the Blob himself was actually a, an ambassador to Denmark for a while. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and uh, was a roadie for." CSNY. So, um, anyway, we'll have a second part of uh, that workforce block and uh, part of our conversation with Graham will air today in the one o'clock hour. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan and also brought to you by SEPTA. SEPTA offers a variety of career opportunities. So, visit jobs.septa.org to apply today. All right, tomorrow on the program, comedian uh, Moshe Kesher, ah. uh, or Kasher, I'm sorry, is going to be stopping by in the studio tomorrow. And it, of course, is a No Sad Bro Friday. Oh, it's right now. And all its No Sad Bro Friday-ness. Yeah. Yes, it begins as we, we are speak. pre-Thursday No Sad Bro. <laughs> uh, that is it. We're done. Ray, John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. What if you could make fresh, delicious meals at home without the stress of planning, prepping, or cleaning up? Introducing Tavala. Tavala is a first-of-its-kind meal service that makes eating well effortless. By combining a countertop smart oven with delivered meals, just scan a QR code to cook dinner. First, choose from a variety of chef-crafted meals delivered weekly to your door. When you're ready to eat, just do one minute of easy prep. Next, scan your meal's QR code with the Tavala Smart Oven, while the oven automatically switches between modes and temperatures for the perfect cook. Just sit back and relax. Your food's ready in 25 minutes or less. No shopping, no chopping, no cleanup. Simplify mealtime today with Tavala. Go to Tavala.com now to save $150 on a Tavala smart oven when you agree to order meals six times. That's T-O-V-A-L-A.com. Promo applied automatically at checkout. Tavala. Eat well effortlessly. Tavala.com.